0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh f- goddamn I have strange my first episode <laughs> fuck. Oh, I was going to I was going to like have this whole thing in mind and I'm like oh no shit <laughs> the camera's on me and uh, I don't even oh, have no. the webcam. You don't even have the webcam. <laughs> oh no, I'm baby. Okay, um fuck it, I'm just going to go into it. We were talking about isekais about this cuz like there was this whole discussion on the on like the server the other day about, like, what does or doesn't constitute an isekai. And I'm looking at this topic, and I'm and it kind of occurs to me, that shit is, like, the most nebulous non-genre I've ever fucking seen. Because... Goddamn. What? Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I hey, hear just fine. What's up? Okay, no, I'll just, um... Uh, I kind of just, like, tripped over my tongue there. But it's like, uh... <laughs> Like, we, we, we go back in time to, like, fucking Alice in Wonderland and how that shit was considered a isekai, like, nowadays, because it's just a little girl going to another world, but then going back. But then, like, we went into this, like, discussion about, like, what I really hate about modern isekais is kind of, like, you have to freaking die to go to the other world. Because it kind of removes that whole thing. It's like, why don't you just start the story there and it doesn't have to be another world, like, to begin with. Aside from, like, the tropes associated with it, and even then, the tropes are kind of really loose to begin with.
0: Yeah, but then it also becomes, like, do you have to be locked into that world for it to, like, for it to count? Or, Or is it just, like, you go there for a period of time, and then you, like, you go back and forth, or do you have to stay there?
1: Like, I feel like a lot of the times it doesn't, like, you can be an isekai and have it one way or the other... Like, my favorite example, Digimon, the first season, you fucking go back and forth all the fucking time by, like... Oh, wait, no, that was actually the season two. Where you went what? back and forth all the time by jumping through computers and shit. I, I mean, Code Lyoko can count as an isekai, now that I think about it. I, I remember... <laughs> where, so, uh,
0: Pokemon and Digimon were, like, the only two animes that were shown when I was a kid. And I remember yeah. me and my, my big brother, we were watching... Uh Digimon. And we like we never really watched the first episodes. We mm-hmm. only got to where the guy with uh, the with the goggles around his neck, uh tie. tie and the dude with the with the green shirt.
1: Uh Matt. Yeah. It was in English. I, I forgot what the fuck his name is in Japanese, but
0: Yeah. But but we came to like a point where the <laughs> angel had to shoot them with the bit with uh, an arrow or something, and it was like, there's a pretty good chance you will die. Or there's a good chance that your Digimon is gonna like Ultra evolve, and I remember we 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 got to that episode where and and, and of course the Digimon's Ultra uh, like evolve or whatever the fuck, and it was mm. just like they fired up for the 3D, and we were just losing a collective shit, and we and and for that point we were fucking in, but then there comes a, a point. I don't know if it was after or before. And the reason why I don't know is because Danish television, when it came to what is showing animes, where they just got a batch of episodes and then they would just show them. So a lot of times you would get repeats or you would get like something that was like before one episode or after uh, or sometimes after an episode. And and you wouldn't have like a way to know. Like, for example, uh, Dragon Ball, we would watch like the whole uh, Goku versus Vegeta the first fight we will watch that like six t- different times and then they will get to uh, Namek and they will meet Frieza and never evolve and, and, and never like reach the um, the the Super Saiyan part but, uh, but uh, we got to this point in Digimon where I think they are pulled back into the real world and they are like big confused as to why and we were just going, what the fuck is this? <laughs> because, like, we thought, we like, we hadn't watched the beginning. We didn't know that they were actually trapped in a computer or whatever the fuck they're, they're in. So we were just like, why are they in the real world now?
1: I thought this was just a weird cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that sounds like hell to go through. I never even considered people did shit like that. It, um, it but- was bad. Oh, my God like i like you know th- that would make sense if you're doing like a like a normal western cartoon where everything's just a non-sequitur and it's like you can show this one and this one but like when when something's had or all in like a certain order and like oh god that's giving me a goddamn stress
0: it it's it, it's so extra dumb because like <sighs> We, they would also do this with Western cartooners. I, I don't know. Did you ever watch the the cartoon SWAT Cats?
1: Yes, I've seen SWAT. Oh, God. <laughs> Bro, SWAT they're, Cats they're, was the shit. Yeah. Oh, God. And, they, first off, yeah, it was. Uh,
0: uh, but, like, I remember there were, like, some episodes where... Uh, so it wasn't, you know, like, a continued narrative, but, like, sometimes you would have one or two episodes that led directly into one another, we wouldn't even get those in order.
1: The (laughs) the
0: dumbest part was that the one we got was Batman the Animated Series. Batman the Animated Series, they kept that shit streamlined from zero to a hundred all the way through. Oh my God. Hold
1: on. uh, on. You you, kind of cut out there for like a couple seconds.
0: Oh. Uh, I just said that uh, with with Batman the animated series they can they kept that thing streamlined all the way through like okay. episode one two three four all the way up to however many episodes there were. Oh Jesus,
1: that's. I'm sorry, just like the the whole batch thing just gives me anxiety to think about. And I'm like, I'm thank I'm hoping they don't do that shit anymore. And realize like, you know, keeping things continuously, especially for everything that's being made nowadays without a continuous oh, yeah. narrative. Oh god. I actually don't oh, know god, like
0: I- what, what kids watch in TV these days.
1: Oh my god. Well, to be fair, like you'd have to I don't even watch TV anymore, like, everything I, everything I do is online, but, like, yeah. watching YouTube. Like the, our favorite show, The Web Comic Relief. Hey, everybody, hey, welcome hey, to the hey. podcast. Oh,
0: oh, my God, that, that transition was sexy. <laughs> I oh. learned from the best. That oh, like- was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, Uh, hey everyone, welcome to uh, the first episode of the Webcast Relief, which is hopefully going to be a weekly installment, if everything goes as planned. Hopefully. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) obviously, like, both Claudia and I have our own personal lives that we need to attend to. Uh, I have a job coming up
1: soon. I I don't know when and what. uh, I was about to say, like, I recently... Actually, yesterday I got an interview for a job and they might take me up on it. I need to figure it out in like a week or two. Oh, nice.
0: But yeah, so we, we, we both kind of have our own stuff. So we so th- the plan was that every week around this time, which is... Cloudy, help me out here. What is uh, it? It's 10 a-
1: it is 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in America right now. Yeah. And it is 4 p.m. in Denmark.
0: And we were planning on doing it at this time every Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday. And then It's not Wednesday? It is Wednesday, yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck have I slept? <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, so we were planning on doing this every week, and then we we're going to put it up on Twitch for streaming, where you guys can write. I can see that my... Uh, I haven't even put in the chat thing. I need to work on that. Anyway. Uh, and... Um, We will put it up here, and then we will upload the episode uh, onto YouTube afterwards. And we're going to look into uploading it on all of your uh, go-to streaming services like Spotify or whatever other platforms. I actually only listen to two podcasts, so uh, I don't know what other platforms there are. Um, but yeah, that, that 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 was the plan. But again, this can be subject to change with both the fact that Cloudy and I have um, stuff going on. But we will try and keep it like a weekly thing to, uh, as much as possible.
1: Yeah. Right, Cloudy. <laughs> I like honestly, like I like as long as we're doing this together, I can I can see us being pretty consistent about it. Also, yeah. just wanted to quickly mention, uh, we opened up an email specifically for questions, which we will be answering at the end of the podcast. So if you have any questions to give us, please enter webcastrelief at gmail.com. That's webcastrelief at gmail.com. I could not contain was- myself, I'm sorry. What 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 was that email again, Claudia? I'm glad you asked. I said it is webcastrelief at gmail.com. Where people webcast can, relief at Gmail dot
0: com.
1: Where people can relief.
0: send all their questions in and uh, topics and stuff as well. Maybe fan art.
1: Ooh. Oh,
0: yeah. So basically that, that is the official email for the podcast. I'll see if in the, in the future I can't put in a thing where it says that on screen while we talk. Um but yeah. Um welcome to the show. Uh, mm. we won't be interacting as much with the chat as a normal stream would be i feel because the the whole plan is that we have a show to run and everything but if we do see a topic come up in the chat where some people either want to correct us or they want uh, and, or, or we can see like he, there's actually a topic to talk about here then we will absolutely take that uh, topic and and roll with it uh so by all means do keep on chatting and i we are both keeping an eye on it uh but just know that if we if we don't answer it it's not because we're not interested it's just because like this is kind of like the structure of the show that we had planned
1: exactly Uh, so oh yeah go on and so i know we have like what we have on screen as our first topic but since we did kind of start to talk the podcast with the with that whole dialogue yeah uh I do want to mention, like, the chat did bring up a good point. Like, what exactly defines an Isekai is such a fucking loaded question. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's- like, and we were just talking about it, where it's like, the the only thing that kind of defines it is, like, all the general things that, like, kind of, like, are, are associated with the tropes. But it's like, it's, Ill- the idea is, like, you go to another world, but then just just, but then we try to break it down. It's like, well, do they get to come back? Do they have to stay there? Like, why is it a different world? Because, like, uh, uh, like a problem with uh, what I feel with a lot of isekais nowadays is, like, oh, to go into this other world, you have to die, but they don't really explore, like, the death mechanic. Like, Konosuba kind of does to an extent, where it's, like, he dies, like, or, like, uh, Kazuma dies in, like, the real world once because he thought he was going to get hit by a tractor, but he didn't. But, like, he gets reincarnated into this other world, Yet he keeps dying there in that other world and he gets revived back. So it's like they kind of explore that a little bit. And I'm what? like, I wish there were more things that do that explore that whole death aspect if they were gonna die for the first Isekai. But then well, it's, but then you have like your Digimons and your other things. And sorry, go ahead, you you're, I keep interrupting you. No, it's it's
0: fine. I, actually, I encourage you to interrupt me a lot more than you you because you're very nice and just like immediately stopped so I can speak. But seeing this as a podcast, let's just you know flow. Uh, but um, the 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 whole thing. What, what was it that you called the tr- uh, the truck in in Iseka? Was it truckun?
1: It was a uh, it, it it oh yes it's our, our favorite fan in almost every isekai it's truck Sa- it's truck chan <laughs> truck chan <laughs> truk chan and and,
0: and, and and is that because like it's such a running theme that the the, the protagonist gets killed by a truck and is thus sent to the other world
1: yes because like it, it's weird because like a lot of it's, it, that's just the thing a lot of isekais when they ha- when they want a character to die and go to another world it's like oh they just get run over by a truck. And they, get, and they got, like, brought into, like, another fucking world because of it. Because who's going to survive being hit by a truck nowadays? But it's like... <laughs> uh, uh, God, like, we were talking about this in the Wukong release server the other day. Of, like, what if you just had an anime where you're just the perspective of Truck Chan, and you're just constantly running over these kids, sending them to other worlds. And and you make Truck Chan like a tragic hero? Basically, yeah. I must send people...
0: No, Truck Chan comes from the other world and has to send brave warriors to that world by killing them. Uh, We, we 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 need champions to fight in my world, so we're running them over.
1: Oh, uh, according to Gunnar Cooper in the chat, there there is one like that called what the, the <laughs> manga of Truck Chan. Oh my God, I need to check that out.
0: Okay, but 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 else brought up a, a great point, which is that so so, uh, Isekai uh, translated just means another world, which is where the whole like genre kind of stems from, which is the whole idea that you as a as a person from quote unquote the real world are brought into this alien world this different place and so the question then becomes is Space Jam and Isekai
1: you know what yes I would would say that because of the whole alien aspect and the cartoons coming into our world we are like the we are the mantle for the Isekai for the Looney Tunes in that Mm. situation which is also like a really flipped way to think about it it's still really cool but, like, it's, it's funny because you can apply isekai to almost anything if you think hard enough. You can probably put the entire, like, science fiction genre that goes from one planet to another as an isekai. Because you're literally going to another world. Is Who Framed Roger Rabbit an isekai? Yes, it is. I, don't re- like, I, 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 I
0: know that movie, but I don't recall, like, the individual story beats. The, is the detective brought into that world? Or isn't he, like, yeah. existing in that uh, at the beginning?
1: He, he is exists, like they're, like in the beginning, they're like in the real world, but he does get brought into the tomb world towards the end okay. of the movie. So, uh, uh,
0: the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, The Last Action Hero, where where the kid gets brought into the movie world with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Have you seen that one? It's an old action classic.
1: Y- yes, yes. I, uh, God, I've, I haven't <laughs> seen that in years, but I remember d- that, that does count as an isekai because he's d- going d- into d- the d- movie world.
0: D- that is an isekai, okay. <laughs> Like but, Yeah. But but like yep. okay, so, so just just to go behind the curtain, the reason why we're having this discussion is because like there was a pretty heated argument in the in the WebCon Leaf Discord about this very topic. And one of the points that was being brought up was that uh, whether or not Sort Out Online is an easy guy. And uh the person who I'm gonna keep anonymous, I don't know if they wanna be put on blast like this, but they, they had the opinion that uh it's not because uh, they're only trapped in in the Isekai for uh, a season, and they don't die. Their bodies are actually still in the real world. And so then the question then becomes like... well, why why is it not? Because like their consciousness is still in the game, like like the the whole story takes <laughs> place in in this world of the game, and they're trapped in there. So the, it then becomes like, are you disqualified for being an isekai if it's only your consciousness that is brought in there, and and if you are allowed to leave that world at any point? Uh, and it's also like because they apparently I I never watched season two, mm. but uh. I I can understand that in that one they go into a different game, but there they're like free to leave or whatever, and then it becomes: Do you have to be trapped there, or can you come and go as you please for it to be an isekai?
1: Or like, what what is what is your stance on it? I feel like they're like okay, so game VR isekais are actually like a really are not a uncommon thing. I would like. Like, I, like y- if you want, you can totally, like, make them their own genre, kai, because the story takes place in another world. There's no, like, two ways about it. Even hmm. if you're in the real world and you have, like, a little side plot, like, oh, I need to get become more confident in myself and maybe uh, get to... I get to have this girlfriend in the real world, but to get that confidence, I have to go into this game world and find out who my real self is. Like yeah. from a narrative standpoint, it's an isekai, like no, no shit about it. Yeah. Tron is totally an isekai. Um, Wreck-It Ralph. Mm. Okay, that one I, that one gives me pause because like the story e- takes e- place e- entirely in the in the um. In the Worlds video game in the arcade world, and there is like a real life world, but like they never really intersect.
0: No, like, but then they. But then again, like, yeah. uh, but then again, Ralph yeah. does jump from one video game into the other.
1: See, I always can. Cons- I never really can. Cons- I never really considered that like um, different worlds, because it's more like you're go. You're like in like the way they framed it. It was like one room in like a different like a like a building. Like there's oh, okay. different departments and shit. That's, so that's the way it, it, I thought
0: of it. So, so it's not a different world. It's more like a different location in that world. Exactly.
1: Oh, okay. And you. like, and there are two worlds, but they don't like intersect. Like the, it's like, um, uh, fuck. I'm trying to think because I like because I feel like the to be like the one thing that had to be an isekai is that you have to go from one world to the other can have two worlds happening and coexisting but if they don't if they don't like intersect then like if you don't have one person going to the other then it's not an isekai. Mm. Have you ever heard of the model called please have a meal it's kind of like a video game isekai but it has an interesting premise. I have not heard of it. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty is like the most isekai of all isekais because they're going to not only worlds but universes. <laughs> There's uh, actually a whole subplot from I believe or, like the second season where like the original Morty from this universe got so fucked up and Cronenbergian they had to go to another world and just live out the rest of their lives Uh,
0: okay Uh, Shadowbringers like Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers absolutely an Isekai Um, (laughs) I I, I can take that one because like most of it it takes place in literally a different world Uh, so yeah Um, but uh, I I have uh, another one Doctor Who is that an Isekai?
1: Uh okay I know we have I know Gunnar Cooper watched Doctor Who a lot. I'm going to say yes, well, but I want I want their well, input on this. Well well that's their problem. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I b- I believe it is an isekai because like I you can you can say time travel is a form of going to another world because like yeah. the world of Denmark like uh like like 300 wor- years ago was not the, 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 the same. World <laughs> the world of Denmark. The world of Denmark. The fantasy, the, 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 the completely fantasy world of Denmark three hundred years ago is not the same as the fantasy world of Denmark now. Yeah.
0: No, it, it wasn't. Uh, but yeah, so I, I I definitely feel that I I hate to be the one to kind of like finish this topic off because I feel like me concluding it as the way that I interpret it as is just like another jab at this whole discussion that was had. But I think Mm -hmm. that the conclusion that I at least am getting to is that uh, Isekai is like not as narrow and specific as some people might put it like bring it out to be like for it to be like, you have to die to get there. You have to be physically transported there 100% and you have to be locked in there. It's like, like for, for those elements to be part of it, for it to be qualified as, as a, as a, uh, as an isekai, I think is a little weird because like you can look at, for example, the, um, the resident evil movies, yeah. like like the first one was a little Ooh, scary uh, but then after that <laughs> they just like turned it completely into action but there's still you know zombies and monsters and something and does I feel that it's perfectly fine if you want to qualify this as like a horror movie even though like there's not necessarily anything scary about it anymore uh, I feel like w- once we start adding all these weird stipulations to, to certain things, it becomes really, like, unnecessary hard to, to, to talk about things. Like, I brought up this example to, to another friend when, when we're talking about this. Like, do you bring, like, do you take the most recent uh, Adam Sandler movies and not qualify them as comedy just because they're not funny anymore? Like... <laughs> Like that—that's how weird it becomes. Where it's like it's not funny, no. But they're trying to make it funny. Yeah, but it, but it's not funny. Then like, it's it's such a weird stance to take, if you ask me. Whereas like you have to have all these rules and criteria it has to live up to before it is this
1: one thing. I I generally agree with you on that one because like I I have never been a fan of hard and fast rules because it. It's just very it's just very stupid. It's very close and narrow-minded. It's very like inflexible because yeah. then you put yourself in a situation where you have a whole multitude of sto- stories that don't fit anywhere because yeah. not everything's going to fit on all this all this every single rule. What you want to do is like when you put in these labels, it just fucking doesn't work. It's 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 kind of like what we talked about like a long time ago where like uh, animation is not like a genre; it's a style. And anime yeah. is not like a. Well, I guess like anime is a genre, but at the same time, you can you can also broaden that to like include like everything is anime. Is fucking Avatar an anime? Is fucking <laughs> cat dog an anime? I mean, if you want to put put a spread down the nitty gritty, yeah, they are. They all fit the qualifications. So it's like. When you try to like inner, like dissect every single down layers to the core of one, and you just dis- and just arbitrarily decide what is or what isn't, it is just you're just doing everyone into service, and you're just making yourself look like a pompous asshole. <laughs> pompous asshole. <laughs> yes <Yes-hole. laughs> ah, well, um, yeah. I'm glad we agree on that point at least. I. I wanted to like there's like I can, I can like extend this topic of isekai so far like with the justified genocide trope that I just recently found out about most isekai but we're not going to get into that today Well, maybe for another day but we have uh, other topics we can no, get to No no no
0: you might want to <laughs> fucking elaborate on justified
1: <laughs> what do you call it genocide you might want to elaborate on that one <laughs> oh, Okay fine 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 you, if, if you insist
0: <laughs> That's not okay. one did
1: you leave off to fucking <laughs> Okay, so there's- so, uh, there's no secret that a lot of isekai tropes are very self-indulgent, but I feel like there's a very- there's, like, a very specific trend that I'm just noticing. There are two isekai that come to mind specifically. There's probably- there's probably a lot more, but, like, the two that come to mind are Rising of the Shield Hero and that time I was reincarnated as a slime. The first one, Rising of the Shield Hero, is- very bleak, because the because like at first the character comes in and like he has a pretty good time until like he gets framed for like a rape or like a sexual harassment for because like uh we don't find this out till later, but everyone there really fucking hates the shield hero and the king is a dick and he doesn't have all this power and his and like his daughter's a dick and it's all this kind of fucky stuff. But basically, it's just you just spend so much time of the story just kicking the main hero down until the moment where like he just comes up and has all these super badass shit, and you feel justified in him being like an asshole, and like the in like just like he does some kind of fucky stuff himself, but he always tries to keep himself to a high moral standard because he kind of he kind of ended up as like the dad of the party. But like, he just, you can tell he's like, like when everyone sees him as a devil, you kind of want him to just be like, you know, nobody in this world is worth saving. If you want to totally be a bad person and kill everybody, that's fine by us. And that's like what the audience is saying, Mm. because like you, you kind of like kick someone down so hard, you want him to turn into this villain. But obviously, he doesn't. He stays to path, of co- and he stays a good person the whole time. And that's also cathartic. And it's like that one example where he doesn't fall into genocide, but like if he were going to, you wouldn't really say, no, that's a bad thing because everyone here sucks. Mm. The example where the justified genocide actually happens is uh, that time it got reincarnated as a slime and uh to give you uh to give you like a an example of that this guy doesn't uh oh by the way um shield hero got summoned uh slime was the one where the guy actually died mm, okay uh the the anime like i only seen the anime but like the guy like starts off and he like gets just stabbed in the middle of the street and his last words were please delete my hard drive <laughs> which was funny what, as all hell what, what a legend. What a, what a fucking spin. And we and I don't think they show this in the manga, but in the end of the anime, we do see, like, the guy he told it to, like, throwing his hard drive into a bathtub and then saluting it. So I think that was a good touch. But Even more legend. <laughs> but anyway, uh, our, our our little slime buddy, Rimeru. basically, you see him, like, starting off, and it's, like, a really happy, cozy anime for, like, the first part of it. And like you start off him being like a blind little slime, he's useless and shit. But then you see him like, you know, taking abilities, be really cool, and like slowly build up not only just a family, but he ends up like creating his own little nation. But then like he gets so big, like a uh, bigger a bigger kingdom is like, wow, he's he's fucking up our trade routes. Let's fucking kill them cuz fuck monsters. So, they're, so, like, they, they go to this whole elaborate ruse where they keep Rimuru away from his kingdom. They put, in like, an anti-magic and an anti-monster barrier around his whole city. And you kind of see, like, women and children being slaughtered, like, well, they're, like, goblins, but, like, by this, like, a uh, really super, like, bitch of a kingdom, touting around the flags, like, oh, we're the good guys! We're slaying the evil monsters! And, like, you spend, like, a whole like a whole couple seasons being really nice and cozy with all these characters, and they're all just fucking dead now. So, they do this day and mocking the things, oh, there's a way to bring everyone who was killed back. You just have to become a demon lord. And the way to do that is, like, oh, you just need to kill, like, 100,000 people. No, no, it was 10,000 people. And he's, like, Okay, so the, there's an army coming along. How many? Twelve thousand. Oh, thank God, it's just enough. <laughs> so you, we have we have this like whole scene. <laughs> I can't believe my soldier on this live anime. So we have like this whole two episodes, which I swear to God, like if you if you spend all the time, because I was just watching this because I just wanted to enjoy come fucking just oh. Thank you for the correct the numbers. You spend a couple seasons for like, you know, it's comes the dumb, self-indulgent, cozy anime, and then you see all your friends get killed, and it's like, okay, fuck all y'all. And then they just you just watch the next two episode watching everyone who slaughtered those characters. Get annihilated, like the like Rimu just comes down from the sky and just blows out the brains of every soldier who was there, and then gets a skill to just auto kill everybody. And I'm like, okay. And I'm supposedly in like the light novel and the manga, this only get this this keeps happening, where it's like I just want a nice comfy town. Why are you guys trying to fuck with me? Do you want to find out? And I feel like this isn't a thing that's that's um like like I'm stuck in those two. I feel like a lot of isekai go down this path where like it starts out really cozy and self indulgent, but then something horrible happens to make you feel so bad for the main protagonist, where it like you feel justified if they want to just you know go ape shit. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of and that's like a mo that's like a very common trope now. Which is why I call the trope to "justify Justified Genocide. I'm,
0: I'm, 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 I'm glad you, 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 you circle all the way back to that. <laughs> um, so, like, uh, on, on the topic about S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero, I saw that there was a lot of talk about that one. Like, a lot of drama and uh... Well, I, I I failed to come up with the like the other word for it, but like basically a lot of, of people were talking about it uh, about it because like it was dealing with some very uh, like sensitive things.
1: Do you remember what those things were? oh, oh it was it was about it was about the um, be, it was it was literally just because you got framed for a rape. Mm, okay. So the way it goes down, uh, I think it's like a lot harsher in like the manga or the light novel, but like in the anime. They they basically alluded to the idea, because like because I, 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 want, I want to stress that the the the, the princess lady the king's daughter is a fucking bitch, like really, like she like she is a she is a cunt. a cunt, but like uh essentially uh the shield hero comes in, and it uh like the whole controversy started because like she hates the shield hero. So, like, she basically frames him for sexually assaulting him, and nobody believes him, because it's the princess's word against, like, this outsider. This commoner. Yeah, this- not even commoner. Like, this is, like, a- like, if we're gonna, like, boil it down, like, he's basically an immigrant. Hmm. Because, like, this is a guy who was summoned from another world, against his own will, by the way. So he so basically, it's like you're taking this like foreigner who has no say, no power, no connections, and like this wealthy white lady's go here like assaulting him for rape, and it's like basically this guy gets shunned and shat on for everybody for like three quarters of a season, even when he has his name cleared, even when he does good shit. You see, you see, he doesn't get the respect he deserves. But like the main, the first episode sparked controversy specifically because of that whole rape allegation thing, because it it basically showed that like, like when, when you have the context, it does it shouldn't make sense. But it's the whole they talked about. Oh, this person lied about a rape, and the and because because even though the word was not used, the, the fact that the actions were implied made it spark controversy. It's like the same thing with Goblin Slayer a couple years even before that. Where he oh. had the fucking uh, you know goblin rape scene and redo of a healer more recently. I don't know why they keep going back to the story, and I'm like, my the way it was handled in Shield Hero, I'm more okay with because like he first off he didn't even do anything; it was just allegations, like a false allegation, fucking lies. But like again, when you think when you have things with like the R word, it just I know I've said it, like, a bunch of times that I need to remember to put a better filter on. Like, because of those things happened... Because of things were alleged, because they were implied, like, people are going to get up in arms about it, because, like, it's such a very sensitive topic. Yeah. And when you just bring up that narrative where it's like, not only was it this thing, but now you're, like, bringing up the situation where, like, someone could lie about it. Like, no one wants to think about it, but that's also a thing that happens. It's just... Huh, not a lot of people want to talk about and touch on it no but it's but at the same time it's like it's, it's what I, it's what I bring up for that whole justified genocide thing where you just have something so freaking bad happen to a character that you want to you want them to feel like if they were to just destroy everything and go sicko mode then like you wouldn't feel bad about it. You know?
0: Yeah, I get that. Yeah.
1: All right, so
0: I I learned a lot about anime today. What about
1: Overlord? Uh, and Overlord. Other? Okay, so um, okay, uh, you remember Club Penguin, and how <laughs> everyone got in together at like the the last hours before the game shut down? <laughs> yeah, I've heard about it. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so imagine you were in a VR helmet in Club Penguin, and- and (laughs) That that is (laughs) the scariest thing. But then, like, as soon as- as soon as, like, the game shuts down, you go to remove the helmet, but you realize your entire body got transplanted to Club Penguin! (sighs) Right, okay, so,
0: um... I think I'm gonna like uh, use this as a springboard uh, into one of the topics that we had in mind because I have the best segue you ever fucking heard. All right. So speak about, uh, speaking about speaking about an area <coughs> that is full to the brim uh, with pedophiles, let's talk about Smash.
1: Oh boy. <laughs> So I have not heard what happened recently but okay, what
0: I am so happy that you haven't because that way I get to introduce this little nugget of uh, fantastic bullshittery to you. So basically there was a uh a a um a, p- a popular uh smash player uh, called Mars Tyler Martin oh. who uh Wrote on Twitter, uh, I know it's top player privilege or whatever, but I would rather see MK Leo and Light, for example, rather than two dudes who are gonna go 0 2 and ask top players for pictures after they lose. And uh, this comes as a result that uh, the um, the uh, the entry for this big popular uh, fighting game tournament uh, got uh, got opened, and some people didn't get to register before uh, it was closed off. And so uh, this dude basically wants, because I am a professional Smash player, I want uh, there to be a spe- specific rules where we get early access to this entry. Because people come to watch me, and not Jimmy from the block who just really likes fighting games. No, he comes to watch moi, and then they have the audacity to ask for a picture of me after I've just stomped them out. And this is, and so like, this thing uh, popped off, and everyone in the fighting game community was, rightfully so, just the clowning on this guy and uh, uh, because like the, the whole thing that makes the FTC so unique is that it's it's a bunch of people who just really care about this thing and all the greatest heroes that you have seen have probably all been people that have started from the ground up and you've been able to see them grow and grow and grow <laughs> as the a, as they improved so it's really cool to have these players who don't necessarily play on a, on a high tournament level and see how they grow and become better uh, and but because the smash scene is so fucking weird because the only top players you see are the exact same top players you always see there's never any you know big upsets or any like people coming in from who, who you haven't normally seen people just want to see these oh well at least mars thinks that people only want to see these big like big tournament players when in fact what we really want to see is like we want to see the new guys we want to see the people who play characters that you don't normally see and sh- stuff like that so okay, again the entire ftc just fucking clowned on this and everyone who defended it being like this is why no one considers smash a part of the ftc
1: I'm sorry. So, like, the, the moment you were explaining how, like, they were he was getting clowned on, the first word that came to mind was, I remember... Uh, I can't remember what year they banded it at Evo, but, like, they made a very specific clog that mentions, like, we will not condone thuggery on oh, the yeah, premises. Oh, and the, and the word... And then it just came to mind. is like, you know what? What happened to this guy is just con- is just basically justified thuggery. I remember the year...
0: Uh, that that was it Capcom or something that came out and said we don't like approve of fuckery. I remember there were at least two people who, who, who showed up for like big top players who showed up for a tournament wearing shirts that said fuckery. <laughs> <laughs> it was it, it was just such a fucking like no one respected it because like that, that's where that's where the, the fighting games are from. Fighting games are from the arcade where you could get shanked for being like a shitty player.
1: Yeah. But it's like I, like I feel like that's the kind of like arrogance that you're just asking to get blown out everywhere. Yeah. Cuz nobody likes that shit. Nobody. It doesn't matter if you're from Smash or anything. You talk that shit you go and get hit, yeah. but I'm like, S- of Smash of all things, bro. Like, you know, I get it. I wanna understand it. I wanna, I wanna like just let people have their own fucking fun with this game. Yeah, I don't care. And I have a lot of friends who are really into the Smash community, and I'm like, you know what? Do your own fucking thing. Just don't put your willie in a in a child. But fucking, <laughs> the uh- least you can do. Is not be a complete dick about it. You can just be like, you know, sportsmanship and stuff. People love that stuff. Yeah.
0: I I, I like how I don't think there's any other like game per, per se where you have to be so adamant in describing I condone this community, but not the fiddling with kids one like. You you, you, you you know when you have a fuck when you have a community where you have to describe I like this, but not the child diddling thing. Then you know you have a shitty community.
1: Furries, anime Made in the uh, Abyss. W- you can probably expand it to like uh, the fucking You know, I'm not even No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, yeah, no, um If you if you brought it if you brought out a community with um like large enough, you're gonna fight, you're gonna, you're always gonna attract like the worst people. The bigger something is, the worse it's gonna be. That's just how I treat all fandoms nowadays. Yeah, yeah, but like if if, if you're gonna be shitting and like, splitting hairs on fandoms, like they're gonna be bad all the way. Yeah, I like I like because like I I don't I I like I I never wanna say anything like that just because this game exists. That it's going to inherently bring horrible people. Because that's just an unfair thing to say about any fucking Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because it's the same fucking shit we heard in America. I don't know if this was a thing in Denmark. But, like, in America, we grew up on, like... Like basically, like you know, Pokemon was the devil. Oh. Uh, Mortal Kombat was uh, satanic, and like j- just this whole hysteria around like just because a uh, piece of art exists, it, cre- it automatically will create a bad thing. I will say that like the worst, the the bad, the worst parts of Smash get really fucking bad. Yeah, I would still never say like Smash doesn't deserve to exist as a video game. No, but, like no. But yeah, but it's like, but it's like, yeah, but like when you have these kinds of people being like so goddamn arrogant about this shit, it's like you don't have to. You're just making. You're the reason why everyone gets clowned on. You deserve this shit happening to you, bro. Yeah. It
0: it it's so like. So I, I I absolutely agree that every like, no like big community or whatever the fuck should ever be lambasted just because like a few bad apples or something. I just feel yeah. that, uh, uh, and, and this is not me justifying anything or whatever, it, it's literally just a tangent, but I think it, it's just interesting that I, uh, there was this whole part where, I, don't, I think it was last year, or maybe the year before that, but there was a point where uh, a lot of people came out with a lot of sexual uh, allegations, like, yeah. oh, this, this person touched me or something. And I don't know what the fuck happened, but... Everyone just like came out and and threw shade at a bunch of people, and you had things in the Rainbow Six Siege uh, community. You had in 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 the Street Fighter community. You had StarCraft, and all this stuff. But then you had Smash, and there was like I think there is no no less than a hundred confirmed cases, and it's no. like when you have over a hundred confirmed cases then I don't think that, like, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I don't think there's anything wrong in saying there's something wrong with this community. Like, when there is so many with such a, like, serious crime, I I think, like, I can understand why people are willing to narrow it down to just say this community.
1: Yeah, I can understand that.
0: Again, I don't necessarily agree with it,
1: but... No, yeah, like... I think that that I came out with like the smash allegations' cause, um i i, I br- just briefly touched upon this and listened to like the the zero events friend cast as it was unfolding like the way the way it boiled down to it was just a bunch of people taking like uh like people and kids to like like um fancy after parties at like mansions and shit
0: yeah
1: and it, it's it's the thing about these fucking parties. Where you just, where everyone just like vulnerable, because like they're, because yeah. like, oh, you have the people who just want the picture, just want to hang out and feel cool, and they, and they're put like in a very vulnerable position. It's, it's less, it's less grabbing kids and bringing them into vans, and more like giving them the mentality of like, oh, this guy's really cool. Oh, I want to be in the in crowd. I want to be cool to them. So it's like they'll do anything. It is yeah. a very. I feel like Smash especially is in that position where you have, you have chuckle fucks like, I'm not saying this guy's a pedophile, he might or might not be, I don't know who he no, is. No, of course. But like, you have that mentality where you have that, like, you feel like you, you're a prima donna, you feel like you're entitled to this kind of thing, and that kind of entitlement is just sickening, because you, you feel this entitlement over others, and then just leads down to a very bad road. Yeah. Oh, I could talk about an hour about somebody who was super entitled. But let's try not to be too <laughs> negative on the podcast. Let's get this out of the way in the beginning, because we get our justified pedophilia, rape allegations, and like pedo out of our system so we can talk about the other things we can talk about.
0: Yeah. Uh, I just thought this was a very fun uh, segue from uh, what you were talking about before, because uh, I was actually going to ask... So that's a topic that we can chat off. So I was actually going to ask you... Hey, Cloudy. What have you been up to no. this week?
1: Uh, well, you see, uh, every Tuesday I play Dungeons & Dragons with my wonderful DM who's in the chat right now. And we stream on Twitch from 2 uh, two p.m. Eastern time until whenever it's done. But mostly I was just playing Dungeons & Dragons. Mm. And I promised her I would chill. By and, I also, and But while I was doing that, I also watched a couple episodes of the anime you have on stream, Yasuke. All
0: right. uh, Before I've (laughs) come, we fucked this up real bad, but I did warn people that (laughs) it was going to go this way. First of all, (laughs) hi, Hi. Cloudy, who the fuck are you? Oh, I, de- <laughs> I completely misread that transition.
1: <laughs> no, 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 Shit. no, no! no. And, 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 and,
0: like I, I realized it while you were talking. Which is like I know who you are. People who are very much into the webcomic relief know who you are. But I, I, I don't like people who are just like casual viewers of the webcomic relief don't
1: don't necessarily know who you are. Oh, so who are okay. you? Oh, uh hi everybody. I'm Cloudy Days. I am the I'm one of the mods moderators in Riser Server. I appear a lot during streams in like the Jellica Hit chat, uh, in the um recently in the when we do like charity streams where and I'm just here to like either keep order, to talk about funny shit, and to come up with really weird and basically to chill for riser and for anarchy dreamers and now for our D and D campaign.
0: Perfect. Alright, yes. sorry, just had to get it out of the way because I realized that not everyone necessarily knew who you were. It's- <laughs> uh, not every transition is going to be a hit, guys. Thank you, Henry.
1: <laughs> it's fine. You Don't dick. worry, we'll learn as we go. I-, I think that's just a thing where it's like, I remember we stopped doing like like uh, introductions like every hour during... um like j- cartel streams and then stop doing transit like uh, introductions altogether because we just assumed people would know who we are. But yeah. now we realize, wait, this is a podcast. Maybe introductions are important.
0: Yeah, it's a, it is a new segment. So it's it's important that everyone is like brought up to speed. <laughs> and I'm Reiser Leser. I, I host the webcomic Leafs. There you go. Uh, but yeah, Perfect.
1: you watched Yasuke and I, too, watched Yeske. I watched two episodes of Yasuke. And I I'm, I'm like free? I sh- I probably could have watched more I'm still gonna finish the series just because I feel because like I, I, I never like watching a series and dropping it. I always like seeing it to the end. That's fair. But like even but even there, like I uh oh, hmm, there are some problems with this series. So uh do you or should I b- b- explain
0: what happens in the first episode?
1: I'll let you take the floor on this one. Okay,
0: so for those of you who do not know uh, who Yasuke is, Yasuke is actually a real person. Allegedly, he was a um, the first, last, and only black samurai. Apparently, from what I can understand, he was he, uh, a, a man from the Netherlands, came to Japan, a merchant, came to Japan, and who had Yasuke as a slave and then uh nobunaga or one of the nobunaga's like men uh and nobunaga is like the big was at the time the big demon emperor of japan um Mm. came across yasuke and was like what in the fuck is this and like and was like very much like why is he black what the fuck is this is this soot? And they, like, ask for the man to get cleaned or whatever. And, like, no, it doesn't come off. It's like, Whoa, what the fuck? Hey, bro, who, who's you? And Yasuka is like, oh, I am. And then his, I think it was African name, like, like a long name that I can't recall. And I'm from the Yabudori tribe. But so, it, something starting with Ya. And then, uh, obviously, uh, Nobunaga is like, I don't know what the fuck this man just say to me. But yeah, ya, Yasuke, I can pronounce that. And so he dubbed the man Yasuke. And he actually ended up buying Yasuke. And Yasuke ended up being Nobunaga's envoy and would serve alongside him as Nobunaga continued to try and take over most of Japan with the intent of unifying it. And so uh, there's a lot of mystery surrounding Yasuke, a lot of like unrecorded stuff about him. Uh, But essentially, when uh, Nobunaga ended up taking his own life during the attack on his castle, there's a lot of ambiguity on what happened to Yasuke. Some people say that he died there, some people said he fled, whatever. And so... Uh, Again, this is a a, a real person. And so they announced that uh, Netflix was going to have an anime out where they were going to show uh, the life of Yasuke. And I was like very interested in this because uh, an anime off of a real event and a person and someone who followed Nobunaga around was bound to be very interesting, very dramatic, and have a lot of, like, real-life beats where you could go, oh, so this was dead, and, ah. And, of course, because there was a lot of ambiguity about Yasuke, you could take a lot of creative... um Liberties. liberties liberties to to explain the story. And so I sat down and I and I watched the first uh, episode and the thing about it is that it starts out with the attack on Nobunaga's castle. And and it sets it up like, oh, this clan attacked this clan. Or and and if you are a big weeb like me and Cloudy, you probably sit there and go, "Oh yeah, that 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 seems about right." And then um it cuts away from the black screen with white text on it and all of a sudden there's a battle mech and there's necromancers and mages and magic spells and portals and sigils and i shit like and you just said they go pardon hello and it's like oh no the black army the dark army is attacking us and it has like a Uh, a fucking uh, like uh, uh, a carriage with like an evil hand reaching out like what the fuck is this (laughs) and so um, it it ends up with Nobunaga taking his own life as he was one to do and uh, the, the the way that uh, some like this typically takes place in, is that they kind of open their own stomach and then they have someone to chop off their head and that one to chop off his head was Yasuke and then there's a flash forward um, where Yasuke is now a bookman in a small little uh, town where there's a chick who has uh, magic powers and uh, and the mom wants Yasuke to take this chick with the magic powers to a doctor in some other village. And and uh, it should be stated at this point it says uh, Kyoto 1861 or something. Like it 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 brings up the exact place and the exact date of where we are. Um and so uh Yasuke eventually agrees, okay, I'm going to take this lady this girl, uh, up to the doctor. But before that, there is a lady who shows up at a bar looking for this girl. And this lady is a big Russian lady with a mohawk who asks for vodka. And already there you go. I feel there's something wrong here. And then,
1: mm-hmm.
0: as Yasuke is transporting this little girl, they get attacked by, like, th- this villainous group. One of them is a robot who has a brand logo on its chest. The other one is a femme fatale chick with a big scythe. The third one is this Russian uh, big lady with a mohawk who, uh, who's wearing a biker jacket and is, uh, by the way, a werewolf. And werebear. A werebear. A Sorry, I didn't get my law right. And the last one that confuses me the most is a black warrior who is a stand user. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of questions in my mind because like this group goes, he's black. What? He's a black swordsman. What is this? And I'm like, hello, excuse me. Uh, hello, you, you have a black man right over there, <laughs> <laughs> and you have a fucking werebear! How the fuck are you surprised by a black man? You have a <laughs> werebear! <laughs> and um, and so like once they start to like go at it, and like, oh, we're going to attack you now, yes, kid, uh For and I watched the dub. I don't know. Did you watch the dub or the sub? I watched the dub. Okay, and and for some reason. Mm-hmm. he starts speaking in Japanese at this point and he throws yeah. some fucking proverb about, you will not find honor here. All you will find is pain and blood shit. And, and the fucking black stand user goes, ah, you speak Japanese and you know, the ancient proverbs. And I'm just sat like mouth agape, like, what the fuck do you mean? he speaks Japanese? You're in Kyoto. You're in Kyoto in eighteen sixty one. And it's like and, and, and then like the, the, you speak the ancient proverbs. and like first of all, it's eighteen sixty one. How ancient can it be? And second, you in the later episodes, you see Nobunaga saying it, and it's like two years before that, or whatever the fuck. And it's like, how in the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, then uh, later on, uh, Yasuke fights a priest who has uh, knuckle dusters with uh, the God's Word engraved on them. Um, so that's the first episode of uh, the hit series on Netflix,
1: Yasuke. So, I, y- yeah, that's basically right. That's basically what happens. Um, I like Lashon Thomas. He made he's had like really cool works on the Boondocks, and uh,
0: I Cannon think he Busters, did Legend of Korra.
1: But I, I don't know if he was like an animator or a writer. But like, uh, he did, he, he, he did the Boondocks. He did something with Korra. He did uh, the Netflix show Cannon Busters, which was basically another cyborg-infested anime series, but this time it was in the Wild West. At least there, it was like, dumb, but really fun. Oh yeah, I was he, he, like, he, he worked on uh, The Legend of Korra, Black Dynamite,
0: The Boondogs, Children of Cannon Cannonbusters, yeah. and Yasuke.
1: Yeah. is his latest project with um, Flying Lotus and, um... I, f- I, forget the, I forget the other guy who was a writer. And I'm like what what gets under my skin about this is, like, it was advertised as, like, a historical piece, and then, like, the the, the magic stuff comes out the window. They did a very important job with this, and I'm like, I, I think... I think if you just wanted a really cool anime, with, like, cool fight scenes and, like, have it be really, like, that, like, aesthetic and just have a black man at the center of it, like... I wouldn't think twice about it. No. I wouldn't really have an issue cuz I'm like, yo, I want I I'm I'm here to watch this man beat the shit out of a freaking bear woman. Yeah. But then like from what I understand, like the story centers more around the the um the little girl with magic powers yeah. and the Catholic church than it does with Yasuke. And I'm like I had a conversation with somebody who had who was annoyed with like um, the Catholic Church having a big part in Castlevania, even though they've always had a part. It's like they're fucking the Church killed Dracula. That's like important to the lore, and even after the second season, they're not really brought up again, aside from like a cultist standpoint. But like here, it's like out of nowhere. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, there were Catholics and Christians in, like, in Japan at the time. Supposedly, like, after Nobunaga died and, like, Yasuke fled, the last thing we were seeing was he was captured by an enemy and taken to a Catholic temple because they didn't consider him as, um, like, Japanese. Supposedly, according to Wikipedia. But, I'm like, like, were you here to tell the story of Yasuke? Or were you here to tell the story of somebody and just have Yasuke be, like, there to advertise it? Yeah. And it's like this very. It's, it's this very sour taste in your mouth. Like, I'm going. Like, again, I've only seen the first two episodes. And I'm going to watch more. Because, like, I doubt I'm going to get any, like, proper world building. Or I doubt I'm going to get, like, anything. I just want to see where they're going from this. Or why they wanted to make this. Uh, supposedly, like, to make this series for Yasuke, um, Flying Lotus and LaShawn Thomas had to go, like,. Take a trip to Japan, go to, like, the producers at MAPA and, like, get, essentially get their blessings to even start. So, like, it wasn't easy, like, to get this off the ground. Like, the way they made this, they were, like, holding themselves with, like, respect. Right? And, like, LeSean Thomas, like, is not one above, like, making, like, real gritty, not even just gritty, but, like, real, like, cutthroat stories about, like, uh, not cutthroat. I'm, like, I'm using bad words. But basically, like, they're hard-hitting. Like yeah. he made the Boondocks, I believe. Like he wrote for the Boondocks. He knows what it's like to like make really good black media. Yeah. Again, like again, like I, I'm uh, like I want to, I want to point this out there right now. I am American. I am Puerto Rican. I'm probably like the last person who should be talking about this. Like probably lost a little less so because he's from Denmark and probably doesn't know. Well, no, you know, but because we can't, we don't fucking stop talking about it. <laughs> but it's like. We're probably in no way to be... We're probably, like, in no way to be, like, arbiters of what is good or bad black media. No, of course not. But, like, you feel like there's. We should have gotten better. Yeah. Like, because, like... I wanted like because like I wanted to see because uh, I was interested about Yasuke like like the one they talked about I've never heard about this before and it, and it made me want to do a little bit of research and I do want to learn more about the real story of Yasuke I, I'm actually more interested in what really happened than I am in seeing this show yeah so like if 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 the job was just to like get the name out there and like exp- and like you know. Put it more to the world consciousness. Be like, oh, he's a real man. Oh, we'll find out. Then I think he did an okay job. It's one of those no bad press, like all, like even bad press press is is still good press. Thank you. All press is good press. Thank you. I fucked up the. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's that kind of situation in the way I can see it. But I'm like, if you look at the story for what it is, if Yasuke wasn't there, this would be ah. This would still be a bad series, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, it, like it, if, it's not yeah. like it's not very like engaging or anything, because like it feels like you've seen a lot of it before, and it feels like it's like it's just yanking a lot of stuff out of the ether. Like you, you haven't gotten to this point yet, but it's like. Oh, this guy was actually a mutant who could turn into a demon or whatever the fuck is. Is this like this has not been brought up before? Where the fuck is all these things come f- coming from? What like I I am all for having like a world where there's like all these weird, unique magic and sci-fi things and all that shit. I, like it w- it was brought up in the chat, but like Afro Samurai, I fucking love me some Afro Samurai. I think like the world is really interesting, just because it's so. Like it's so unique and different, and it brings in all these different medias and something. But I just feel that it, in 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 those in in Afro Samurai, it's it's a lot more about like the spectacle of Afro fighting all these things than it is. A- and then like you actually have a very very interesting world that this just happens to take place in. But the story can still like function without it. But in Yasuke, it feels like like it it sets it up as in Kyoto Japan in and by the way I got the 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 uh, time frame wrong it's 1579 so <laughs> so it like they they set up like it's it's in our world and then you have all these magic things going on and the entire reason Why the story of Yasuke is so interesting is because he's the only black samurai that was ever in the world. And then the show just goes on to be like, but we're going to put so much in the world that is way more fantastical and way more out there than a black samurai. And it just, like, takes away all the attention from what should be the main thing, which is, here is a guy who was just the fucking beastest beast in, in Japan at the
1: time. I believe there's also, like, a point to where like, the... His one friend there was a female samurai. And I think, historically, I don't think there even were female samurais to begin with. I think that's, like, there's, like, a whole culture thing around it where, like... Women could not be, no matter how good they were with a sword. No. So I feel like, like already you have that, like where like a black, uh, like a black man and a Japanese woman were both in the samurai cast, and it's just you could have explored that. Here's my thing: I really enjoy the scenes where they're flashing back to Yasuke's like history. Yeah. Where he like when he first when he first like uh, encounters Nobunaga and they like try to wash the ink off his skin and they can't because it's black skin and then like the camaraderie he has with the female samurai and like you know everyone looks down to him because like they consider him a slave and it's like oh servants must always be servants and i'm like if 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 that was the whole show i would have been way happier with it because it's a lot more you feel more connected to yasuke in his flashbacks than you do now he's just like it's weird, like, you, like, uh, um, uh, I, I, keep thinking back to this, but like, uh, you know, you know how Luke Skywalker was portrayed in the Star Wars thing, it's like we're get, it's like we're meeting Yasuke for the first time and we're seeing old Luke at the exact same time, yeah, happening concurrently in the show, and I'm like, I know how we got there because we saw that in the first scene of the first episode, but I'm like, damn, look what we missed out on, yeah. It, it, in the second, it, yeah. go on, go on, go on. The, No, the, the last thing I want to say in the second episode, we see Yasuke fighting a whole bunch of, like, samurais who were so set with the old ways, and he slaughters them and prays for them. And, like, we see, like, the general guy, Mitsuhara, I think, was like, oh, there's no honor in this because the black man killed them. And I'm like, first off, fuck you. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to be a racist old, like, man, that's fine, whatever. You're going to get your ass beat. You're probably the main villain. I don't care. But I'm like, Yes, we saw Yasuke do a really cool thing. And then and I'm like, in the first in like the first two episodes in like the flash forward, we're basically just watching Yasuke get his ass handed to him by all these superpowered freaks. And I'm like, There's like a disconnect here, bro. I want to I want to enjoy this. I really do. No. Like I'm enjoying all like the flashbacks, but like nothing in the flash forward where the main is taking place. And and
0: uh, we, we 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 talked about this like before. It's like You can't not have had enough... Like material to make a story about Yasuke. Again, like, like, I, like I said before, I was so fucking down for having a story about Yasuke that followed the recorded information about him and then obviously take some liberties to make it more anime or interesting or something because I'm sure that that man did not necessarily fight 50 times or whatever the fuck, but you can throw in a, a few extra fights just to spice it up and without like ha- having it had like that much agency just to keep people like interested or something. I do not feel you had to take this sci-fi
1: fantasy route with it like you you could have done a thing where like well, the most fantastical thing was like he fought 50 people at once and won and you yeah. know, I would have even though that's not like that's like to the height of fancy. I would have been, I would have been hype with. Like you know, you could have had fancy sword techniques. You could have even had like special magical effects. Just to have them be like implied and not like actual thing. But like, yeah, yeah you, you like, like you, the, use yeah. some
0: anime visuals to make it look more grand than it actually is.
1: But no, like the magic actually is such an integral part, and Yasuke's is just there.
0: Yeah. Like, he, he's, he's front and center on the cover, but the chick that he's protecting is, like, she's also there, and she should be the one on the cover.
1: Yeah, because, like, the story focuses around
0: her. And yeah, like, and she's not even mm-hmm. that good of a character. No, well-designed. She okay. she looks like someone tried to draw Pearl from uh, Phoenix Wright and failed miserably.
1: They forgot the top knob is but yeah no that's basically the thing like we talked about like watching yasuke before we started the podcast and we wanted to talk about how it relates to writing and how you could have improved it better um, yeah i'll let you have the floor on that one
0: well well, it, it's it's basically what i said i i definitely feel that you could tell yasuke's story and focus primarily on like the real stuff and and Maybe even through that, tell the story of Nobunaga seen from the perspective of one of his envoys instead of necessarily taking the exact same story about Nobunaga that everyone has seen before. And you could focus more on on Yasuke and his feelings of being treated like a slave and and working his way up through the ranks and becoming like a general for one of the greatest warlords Japan has ever seen. Like there there are definitely like stuff here that you. You can work with, and it just feels like such a. In Denmark, we have a word for it where uh, you you basically admit defeat. Uh, it's it's called a falit uh where you just uh, like you you just drop all like. Uh, work and all effort you can do and just reach for like the easiest thing and it feels like here they could have done this really grounded very uh, hist- historically accurate story but instead you figured no one's interested in that so let's just add bears and fem fatales with scythes and stand uses
1: like I think like one of the major complaints I see, or like one of the major comments I see for people who even like Yasuke, it's like, "Hey, if you liked it or enjoy it, please read up on who Yasuke actually was." Yeah, there are a lot of people on Twitter, especially who are trying to like guide people into like seeing these museums where they're hosting Yasuke's armor, or like trying to find books on Yasuke. Like, if you read up on him, you're gonna have like a more inviting time. Like, you're gonna have a, you're gonna have a more enjoyable time. Like reading up and learning about Yasuke, like his, who he was historically, then you are going to be watching from the show. Yeah, and I feel that's a real shame because I'm like, I you can tell, you can tell there is passion going into absolutely,
0: this project, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm not even trying to say that. Like yeah. the, the, the fights are very well choreographed. It's very well animated, but then again, from what I can understand, Mappa is just really good at that shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, like, there, there's definitely, like, there's quality in here, but it just feels like it's such a missed opportunity.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. But, but, but yeah, so, that's, that's what it is at the end of the day. It's just, like, 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 like chat says, it's a missed opportunity.
0: Yeah. But speaking of Mappa, uh, they can have their redemption arc uh, soon, hopefully. <laughs> Uh, because uh, they have announced the uh, Chainsaw Man anime, and uh, mm. I don't know, Claudia, have you read Chainsaw Man?
1: Okay, so here's the thing, Roger. Raj has been like kicking my ass for weeks <laughs> to get me to read Chainsaw Man, and I want to, and I keep holding off on it because I'm a lazy piece sack of shit. But from what I understand, it is an a phenomenal anime, and I've seen the trailer. God, is it good! Like, it, I don't think we can- I don't think we should be- we should share it, because, oh. like, I feel like we're gonna get-
0: Are we gonna get in trouble?
1: <laughs> we might get in trouble for it, Are yeah.
0: We, I, I'll just, like, click through it so people can <laughs> see stills, um... Yeah. yeah but
1: that's- it, that's- that's more legally distinct.
0: Uh, but, um, it- it definitely looks like it- So the thing about, um, Chainsaw Man, is that it does something that a lot of, uh, so the reason why it's it's so interesting is because that it feels like a lot of the fiction that you that you see today is kind of like like some inspiration was taken from somewhere, like like sometimes you can see oh this is. Like, this wouldn't have existed if this thing hadn't existed. Like, you can always, mm-hmm. like, kind of trace an idea back to, to, to some place. And mm-hmm. it feels like, uh, uh, what's his name, Fujimoto? The guy who made um, Chainsaw Man. Uh, it feels like, it can, uh, like that dude has never seen an anime or movie or game or uh, read a story before but still knows how to tell that story. So there's, like, weird effects where... Um uh, the 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 most like uh, loved one is the one where uh, one of the characters uh, the guy here with the top knot for those of you who are watching the stream uh, he has a nail and if he stabs you three times with it then you di- like a demon comes and, and kills you that's basically what it is and so when he uh uses it uh, he holds it up and then uh, it's just basically a freeze frame where he holds it up. And you see a demonic finger from outside of frame, like you see it like overlapping the, the framing and voice bubbles and everything comes in and like flicks the, the the back of the sword and then the next frame it like shoots forward. And it's like... That is such a fucking cool effect because uh, I, I brought it up in in the book relief with something like unsounded or something, where it's like it has mm-hmm. ghosts outside of the border or something. It makes it feel otherworldly and stuff, and it and it does this constantly with unique and different ways of conveying information. And the the story is so creative and different from everything else you've seen that. I am very excited to see not just like people being exposed to this story because it is a fucked up story, um, but it never tries to be anything other than that. Uh, but also just to see how they're going to make these very unique and like not anime friendly scenes. Like how are you going to make an otherworldly finger come in and, and, and flick a a sword and give it the same out of world feeling as it as it has in the manga, for example.
1: I mean, like, the way you can probably do that is by, like, proper framing and staging. But, like, but like aside from, like, the mechanical aspect, I'm like, the one thing I do know about uh, Chainsaw Man is, like, the way the guy draws the depictions of a hell. And I think you know the panel I'm, like, alluding oh, yeah. to. With, with the doors? Like, oh, with, with the doors? Well, that's one of them. The other one was, like, the uh, the astronauts. And- oh,
0: yeah, the, the, the astronauts.
1: <laughs> yeah. That fucking shit. Like... The the way this thing is drawn, like I'm, I literally only see steals of it, and it's some like, it's it's some of like the best drawn things I've ever seen. Where it's just beautifully detailed and just says a lot, and a lot of shit is happening, and it's insane. But like I I, I really need to get into this series. It's been on. My, it's it's been at the forefront of my mind to read it. I'm just a la- I'm just a really lazy reader. But like. <laughs> it's, this, this, it's this thing's like an
0: experience it's, it's it, like it so they've announced that there's going to be like an act two or something and so like yeah. this story now is done like act one which is like 78 chapters or something like you can you can get through this in like a day or two it's re- it doesn't I really take did. that long um but uh but yeah, like MAPA uh, are the ones who are going to be animating this. And from what I can understand, they made uh, the God of High School, which isn't necessarily like a good credential from what I can understand. Uh, they made Doro and Jujutsu Kaisen and the final season of Attack on Titan. Uh, I haven't watched, I think I've watched some of Attack on Titan, uh, the final season of that, but I watched Jujutsu Kaisen recently. And like, they are fucking Good at making these like dark and visually interesting scenes, but also the fight scenes are really fucking strong.
1: Um, Like, uh, that's the thing with like Mappa there. Although, here's the thing I found like a really dumb meme like before the podcast started where like. It, it showed like it showed like them. There was a scene. There's a SpongeBob clip of like Mr. Krabs and SpongeBob like as withered husk, and it's and the caption was like "Mappa." After you have to realize they're animating Yasuke Chainsaw Man, Jujutsu Kaisen, and Jujutsu Kaisen Movie Zero, <laughs> and all an Attack on Titan, the final yeah. season, oh, all in the span of a year. Yeah, all this <clears throat> shit got animated at the same time, and I'm like, oh. Uh, There's
0: definitely a thing. uh, Just to bring it back real quick to Jujutsu Kaisen. So, have you watched Jujutsu Kaisen? I have any like knowledge about it.
1: I I, I have knowledge about Jujutsu Kaisen. Yes, Uh, I love uh, it.
0: uh, Okay. So every time that it shows like demons and something, they're always done in this very very unique art style. Like like it's very different from everything else, and it just goes to show that they understand how to make stuff feel like it doesn't quite fit and I think Mm -hmm. that is a perfect pick for Chainsaw Man and uh, I don't recall who it was but basically the the dude who is going to spearhead this anime came out and said yeah I know we got some big shoes to fill but uh, I'm confident that we will be able to do it and we're definitely gonna do our hardest so I think it's in good hands.
1: This is like a Madhouse x One Punch Man kind of like combination. I can see, yeah. Like Mappa is like gonna be like a really good fit for this. I'm really excited for this. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't really have a a good uh, segue into. Uh... Oh, I, I I got one. So speaking of anime, uh, mm-hmm. a new game came out uh, uh, from a franchise that I know that uh, you and I both really love.
1: This guy
0: has six. Uh Defense of destiny, and uh, like normal, like I, I don't think that we're going to be talking that much about video games uh, in this podcast. Probably, like we're probably going to mention it a few times because again, we're both epic gamers, bro. Um, hey. But. Um, I still felt like this was interesting to bring up, just because like this new game is out, and we both love Uh, Disgaea. uh But I was I also kind of like wanted to raise a, a more like interesting question, and that is like we we see all these different kinds of media where they like bring attention to the fact that they are in a video game, like. Uh, like uh what was it i'm I'm, f- I'm thinking of a really poor example but uh in heavy no not heavy rain uh fahrenheit or indigo prophecy depending yeah. on where you live uh there's a point where the the cop character goes man what is this what am i in a video game and everyone <coughs> just rolls their t- eyes rolls their eyes and wants to die um but then you have this guy, which Constantly references the fact that they're in a video game, to the point where uh, it it is like it's kind of weird, but in the same time it's hilarious. And I was just like, why do you think like this guy can get away with it? Is it because is it is it because that it like kind of sets up the tone that it like it's dumb, silly, goofy shit
1: that it can get away with it? What what do you think? I I think the fact that it doesn't, like. I I think we, like, like like Alice mentioned this to you when she first pitched Disgaea to you. And it's just, like, the story and the gameplay kind of have this inverse relationship where, like, the story gets a lot, a lot, a lot less serious from first game to the last one. But, like, the mechanics get even more fun to play the more, like, the later in the additions you go into the series. Hmm. The the fact that the game does not, like, the story-wise does not ever take itself seriously. It, like, yeah, you're gonna have moments where there's, like, really hard-hitting story beats. You're gonna fucking care about, like, ooh, like, about <laughs> Usalia having the whole, like, curry backstory in of 5, <laughs> and how sad that whole thing was. They make you give a shit about this dumb bunny girl a giant, like, pretty plush and why she only eats curry. And, like, It's such a stupid PowerPoint out of context. And even in context, it's a stupid PowerPoint. But you care regardless. Because you just enjoy these characters. You enjoy playing as them. You enjoy, like, going through these dumb worlds, grinding forever. It is insane to me. I think, like, this guy is, like, the epitome of what I believe makes a good, like, a... Not only like a good story, but like a successful story, like a successful property. And it's like the characters in this, in these stories, whichever game you like the best, they're gonna grip you and they're gonna grip you hard because you get really attached to them for the dumbest of reasons. Oh yeah, yeah like um, my favorite game in the series is Disgaea two, and it's cause and it's and when you buy it and when you like bring it down, the story is like the most. Bog standard enemies to lovers, like shown in anime trope. Yeah. But it's, there's a lot of little details at work. How like uh you know, like the, there's like a specific mechanic in the game where if you were like when you're around um characters, you do more damage and you're more likely to do combination attacks when they're standing next to each other. And like normally that it's defined by like how many times you're having the characters around each other except for the main two leads, uh, Adele and Ros- and Rosalind, where they start off with always zero sync, and then to- as the story goes, the sync slowly gets higher until, like, at the end of the story, where whenever they're together, it's always 100% chance they're always in sync, they always do a combo move, and everything's fucking cool. And I'm yeah, like... That sounds dope. It is fucking dope. And it's so cute. I love it. And it's like... The, the, when when you have characters that you can really attach to, and you have the game, like, um, just add on to that fact, when they, when it complements the story and that little aspect of the game, of, like, the characters, it just fucking works. You actually brought this up in Disguise 6 about how the reincarnation system's working because the main character's a zombie. I'll leave you take over, a bit, but that's, like, another example of why the game itself complements the story and the characters, even though the story's fucking silly.
0: Yeah, so the, the 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 thing about like so you uh, you players said this guy here with the red hoodie, and he. Um and, and he's a zombie. And so the game, uh, the, from what I can understand, the, the game has always had like this thing where you can reincarnate and you get to keep certain stats or whatever. So like you, you basically start from the ground up, but a little stronger. And so they wanted to do that with sed because he's a zombie. So the whole thing is that he keeps dying and coming back. And so uh, the, normally in, in the Sky games, when you when you wanted your character to get exp- a, a get experience points they had to be the one to kill an opponent that's no longer the case you you can get experience points just for being in the map and you can even get experience points if your character dies during the fight which is also a thing that wasn't in the uh, older games but that is because that they want you to reincarnate said a lot of times and give him these buffs so they make it so that he can easily uh, more easily get experience points from being on the sideline. Uh, while other things uh, take place, and so it, it's a, it's again one of those things where like the gameplay uh, complements uh, the, um, the the story, and kind of like a, a roguelike But it's not like if your character dies that you start from scratch. I fought that at first, but uh, you you have to purposely go and and, and reincarnate them. Uh, but like my. So the, the the question that I initially raised was just like how you how some games can get away with acknowledging the fact that they are video game, and uh, while other people uh, other video games you kind of groan at it. And for example, uh, again like the whole "Am I in a video game?" from Indigo Prophecy, <laughs> and then you have like Metal Gear, where, where it's like you can get a call from Colonel where he goes, "Press the circle button," and uh, then you have uh, and so like. That, that kind of goes from like the the way the point where you groan in Indigo Prophecy to with, with Metal Gear, where you can kind of go, yeah, okay, it's just to teach you a little bit, and then you have like at the complete other end of the spectrum, you have this guy where it's like. Set in in six, six year finds out that there's a dude who keeps reincarnating whether he wants to or not. And he and he's like a boss. So once you kick his ass, you're like, wait, he keeps coming back? That means I can grind him for easy XP. And so there's a cutscene where he just keeps killing this dude and getting like and like the dialogue box pops up and like Set got a ton of XP for that. And every time the, the dude comes back, he's like, haha, I have revived, and then it like slowly becomes oh no. Oh no, I have it right. <laughs> it becomes more muscular. and it's like it's it, it's so weird that it like it it understands the fact that there's grinding, there's experience points, and all this stuff. Like it is really like acknowledging that it's a video game, but somehow it just works in in this guy. And I feel that like now that I'm I'm saying it, maybe the reason why it works for this guy as much as it does is because the tone kind of primes you for don't take this too seriously. Just have fun with it.
1: Basically, yeah, it is a it is a series just based around having a lot of fun. Yeah. like it, like like when like when when Colonel tells you to press the circle button, or like when Psycho Mantis checks your like m- your fucking memory, memory card cut. for fucking a uh, Crash Bandicoot or some <laughs> shit. It's like th- 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 that. Those are like things that are meant to like shock and awe you, but they but they go but they like uh, you go back to normal pretty quickly. Yeah. they're just things that like they're just quick jab and that's it the way indigo prophecy does it, it's just such a throwaway line it's like it's just basically like a title drops like this is the indigo prophecy am i yeah. in a video game and so it's it just feels so done without care but not but when the entire story tries to take itself seriously it's just out of place yeah you can feel like whenever you make a whenever you make a call back to Breaking the Fourth Law, there's either has to be a purpose or you have to be primed for to expect that to happen a lot. Disguise that game where certainly the especially with the tone and the story and the setting, like nothing takes itself seriously. They acknowledge that they have to take they have to do like a whole bunch of fights. And it's just crazy, crazy, crazy. But yeah. it's fun and you don't question it. Absolutely. There is uh, there is actually another game that I'm thinking of. This is like a very obscure game. I don't... Has anyone in chat played Skies of Arcadia for the Dreamcast or the GameCube? It is like this, this... It's a Sega property where you basically play as like a bunch of like... Uh, sky Pirates. Do I and own there's this... Uh, Skies of Arcadia. Oh. Just keep talking. Yeah. Okay, so there's there's this one line in like the beginning of the story where you like see how giant freaking Sky Whale... And they there's like a lot of options you can choose, and like one and like uh, where it's like, oh, we need to take evasive actions. Maybe if we keep going, he won't see us. And one of the options was let's fight it, and I choose it, and it's hilarious because the guy scolds, starts getting scolded because it's like, what the hell are you gonna do? Do like ten thousand cutlass furies and fight him? And it's funny because like cutlass fury is like the main attack, like the big bombastic finishing move. You get for that point of the story because you're still so weak in in the beginning. But the fact that they made reference to the actual attack name and like try to put in like a practical application just made me fucking laugh. And like the story is like that. Like the story overarching is kind of serious, but like you get these little dialogue moments where you get to choose, or they make references to so they're in a video game or like video game mechanics. They're just so fun and funny. You, it's like even though you're serious, you can still like you can still like take a step back and be like, okay, this is just a dumb video game, but I'm having fun.
0: That, that, that reminds me of in Metal Gear Four. Uh, so I mean, the thing about Metal Gear Four is that you 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 keep bumping into like a kind of culmination of different bosses that you fought in in one, two, and three. So like you have. Laughing Raven, which is like the fury, uh, which is the fury uh, from Metal Gear Three, and Vulcan Raven from Metal Gear One, and uh, at one point you bump into Crying Mantis, which is obviously like using the same thing as, as Psycho Mantis from the first game, and so uh, I fucking love that, that bit because th- there's a point where you can't control Snake, and so obviously your brain goes to what if. I changed my controller to the second player controller port because that was a, a way that you could fight psychomancers in the in, in middle game one. And so if you do that, you get called up by Colonel and everyone else in your fucking call list, and they're all just calling you a dumb fucking idiot. Going, what the fuck are you doing? Change it back! You can't control Snake if you got it in the other port, you dumb idiot. What are you <laughs> doing, you dumb cunt? <laughs> I fucking love that bit. But, uh, again, like, as you say, like, Metal Gear, as weirdly serious as it sometimes is, like, it it is a very poignant and a very serious game at times. It also is not afraid of doing some goofy shit, and it kind of sprinkles that, like, around throughout the entire game. I feel that if you had, like, a, um, like, say, uh, uh, Silent Hill 2, and you have someone go up to to your character and go oh if you want to push this box you need to push the action button i i don't think like that game could get away with it because like it has set up its tone as you need to take me as serious as fucking cancer
1: mhm so. oh, oh god like it, it all it all genuinely just come down to town If you want to extend this to like, not even just video games, but like writing for web comics or anime or stuff, if you want to be, if you want to make fourth wall breaks, if you want to reference the fact that you're, that the logic is kind of goofy, you need to prime your audience for that. You can't just drop it in and expect the, expect just the joke to land. You've got to like do proper setup. Yeah, Absolutely so uh jumping from uh
0: this talk about video games we can talk about uh this uh other talk about video games which is uh david Jaffe versus uh pat bowang uh, <laughs> Boyven. boy that that yes. did, did you know that is no. actually his his real name yes it is <laughs> yeah i <laughs> i fucking love that it that it's boyvin just because like at one point willie calls him fuck boyvin. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for those of you who are not in the know um, uh, Pat from the Super Best Friends or well formerly from the Super Best Friends now from Castle Super Beast and Pat Stairsat, uh, uh on Twitch and I think also YouTube um, made a tweet a few days ago because the video game creator Cliff Blisensky Who made uh, *Gears of War* and stuff like that? uh, Said that he was going to make a new studio where he uh, was going to um, like make a new video game. And the problem with this is that uh, when he had the his former studio, Boss Key Studios, I think it was called uh, the the company that made *Radical Heights* and um, what the fuck *Outlaws*. It was like a a, a weird um, Overwatch clone. Uh, Basically, that that company went under and uh, Cliff would then go on to spread uh, a huge amount of lies. um, One of which being that all of his employees, after the company went bankrupt, he said that he paid everyone out of pocket so that they had like three months of severance. And then one of his employees called him out on twitter going that's weird because you only paid us three weeks of severance mm-hmm. and then and then the cliff folded like a, a house of cards going oh well i like to believe i did the right thing As was like not even denying that he got fucking called out on lying and there's definitely like obviously the fact that he paid like just uh, that he even did pay three weeks. I mean, you should probably phrase it like that is, you know, that's commendable. It's not enough. But if that was what you like, the resources you had at hand, then, you know, fair is fair. Good on you. But mm-hmm. th- the fact that he then goes on to lie about it and stuff is, is uh, a huge like because like Cliff is very. uh How do I put it? He's very up his own ass. He's very like, I'm like, he's the dude who has once come out and said, "I'm going to make another billion dollar IP." Like wh- when he stopped, uh, when he came back after working on uh, Gears of War, he, was, he said very cockily in, in an interview, oh, "I just felt like I wanted to come back and make another million dollar IP," which didn't come to pass. So uh, he's very up his own ass, and so. Um, having like found out that there's all these things that he has said that was factually untrue and, and all this stuff uh, made it so that Pat, when he saw this tweet went, um, I, I fucking hope that the people who sign up for this project, uh, save up some money or something so that they can, uh, like land on the feet once this company shuts down, which, which is a very harsh comment to say, but that's Pat. He, he speaks very much in the hyperbole and, um, and you know, he, he's not a huge fan of Cliffy and for that man, neither am I, but then comes, uh, David Jaffe. And if the name David Jaffe, uh, kind of uh, rings a bell for some of you guys is because he is one of the creators of, uh, God of War, the original trilogy and twisted metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he came out. And he was not happy about what uh, Pat was saying, and was like quote tweeting him and everything, and uh, and was like kind of like dragging him through the mud. And then Pat was uh, found a screenshot of one of his videos where he goes, "Is this you?" And the title of the video is "Why Cyberpunk's Crunch? Why you shouldn't? Why you should shut the fuck up about uh, uh, the crunch of Cyberpunk 2077 or something." Which is not a good stance to have. Uh, But um, the, uh, and so like uh, David goes, Yes, that is me, but I will gladly debate this topic. Can I hop onto your podcast and we can have a debate about this? And he basically turned into this debate me, bro kind of persona that everyone fucking hates. Um, um, and so Pat did not want any part of this. I was like, no, fuck you. And then he's like, "Oh, well, you can jump on my podcast and we can make it a charity thing. which uh, Pat also agreed was like a little like mm-hmm. shitty because then it becomes like if he declines it now, then it sounds like he's not willing to encourage this uh, this um, this charity. And so he, he fucking did a power move and just donated $400 to to the charity and said, nah, and I'm not going to invite you on my podcast because we have standards. Oh. Uh, what then followed was that David Jaffe very, very quickly threw up a, a stream on his YouTube channel uh, where uh, the title card said, let's us talk about this. And there was a big fucking uh, picture of, of pets. A Twitter icon, which is fan art, and so I think it's only right to figure out who who the creator of that is, so you can credit them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, the the title of the stream was "Why is this guy so angry?" or something. And um, then he he continued to talk about how uh, like the, uh, the point about complaining about crunch is a is like a misinformed like point to have being that you uh you should absolutely like crunch has been made into this villain that it really isn't because if you want a good product then you need to put the time in is basically what he was saying so he was basically saying that everyone who crunch in this game are the problem which is not a good <laughs> Stands to have. And the reason why I wanted to bring this up is not just because, like, both you and I, we're both fans of of, uh, Castle Super Beast and the Super Best Friends, but also because, like, it is a part that affects me personally because I have this master's degree in uh, concept development. And a whole thing about concept development is that you, like, you have to learn how to run a project. to To create a concept, you need to, like, manage it properly. And so, uh, what what David Jeffers says is that, oh no uh, like, if you want a good game you have to put in this many hours in it that, uh, and so if you don't put this uh, like, if you don't crunch, you're not going to get a good game, and that's why we got a good games such as Cyberpunk, which is arguably debatable uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Last of Us 2, again, debatable um, and then uh, people bring up like yeah, but the new Resident Clank game didn't have crunch and he's like, I don't. I refuse to believe that um, that they didn't crunch. And then it becomes like one of those things where it's like, how can you even have a conversation if we're going to point to a thing that is an example of why you're wrong, and then you can just say, I don't believe that's true. Like mm-hmm. then, then we're not getting anywhere. But he's pointing at all these games, saying that that you, for, to get good games like this, you have to crunch. And I disagree vehemently because one of the things that I have learned through from uh, my education is that it, it, it's not a, like everyone says it and it has kind of become a meme, but it is unfortunately true, which is it's not about working harder, it's about working smarter. If you can, like, there, there's several bottlenecks in a project where, at some point, no matter how well you plan it, there's gonna be a point where someone doing the, this pipeline is gonna sit and be like, "I'm waiting on the resources so I can continue with my work." For example, if you're uh, if you're working with a graphic designer, sometimes you need the graphics for uh, for that particular thing. There's been several times, and I'm not, it, it's not meant to throw him under the bus, uh, but uh, there's been several times where a webcomic relief episode has not come out because I was waiting on Hugo to finish the title card. Which is fair, because he definitely puts a lot of time and care into them, and they're fucking amazing. So that's perfectly fair. But that's kind of like the, the way that I see it, which is like, no matter how well you plan it, you're going to run into these bottlenecks. But the better you are planning it, the lesser, like, the fewer of these bottlenecks you're going to run into and and if you run into as few of these bottlenecks as possible then you're not necessi- then you're not going to have to ask for your for your em- uh, employees to to crunch to finish the product because you have managed a like you have set a scope for when you you should be able to finish the project you typically make uh, what's called a brief where you uh, agree this is the amount of money we uh, we need this is when you should expect this part this part this part this part this part uh which is a thing i have uh, heard that uh, nomura uh doesn't do which is why all of his games are so fucking delayed but let's not, not gonna open that can of worms so i definitely believe that uh while de- like <sighs> david Jaffe also does this thing where unless you have had like unless you have actually worked in the video game industry he does not want to hear your point but he still invites people in for debate and is like then why the fuck (laughs) Uh, um and, and unless you can come up with a solution then you're not allowed to complain about it which i also disagree with uh but to him i will say uh and I'm not going to invite him on any podcast because I don't want to talk with him because he seems unsufferable. But as a a professional concept developer, I can say that you are factually wrong and with proper management and proper planning, you can absolutely get around crunch and get a good product in the end. That's what I had to say. I don't know if you have anything to add.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm going to be real with you. Uh, I was brought onto this podcast to be like, you know, the play the Woolies advocate. Yeah, for when it comes to this kind of thing. But I'm like, nah, nah, like, he he is so wrong on this take. He, like, for him to die on this hell to just, like, try to defend Crunch and to be, and just try to have this high horse. Especially that the whole thing where he, like, taunted Pat, trying to put him in an uncomfortable position. He's like, oh, do it for charity. If you do, like, holding charity money hostages is already a scummy thing to do. But the fact he did that and, like, Pat, through that spiteful donation started a wave of even more donations to the charity. He did more good shitting on this man than if he did were to, to actually just go into the and like boost up his podcast. And I think that's amazing.
0: Yeah, I but think like his, his, his podcast raised like or his stream raised like maybe a hundred dollars. And I'm not going to, you know, like donation shame anyone. A hundred dollars is still a hundred dollars. Kudos for that. But it, what was it, Pat got like uh, $1,100 or something it, it, it was uh, a significant increase
1: <laughs> yeah but it's like, god like, at the, at the end of the day it's just like just the way like David Jaff acted during this whole debacle was just, it kind of showed how much of a shitty person he was and how shitty his takes were, yeah. I can understand like When you're like when you've when you've gone through crunch so many times, like it's it's a weird point of the way I'm trying to describe it is like it's a point of pride where it's like they see it as a necessity because it's happened so long. But like it doesn't have to be like that. Like when you it's not wrong to want better. It's not wrong to want to change the status quo. That's why that's what fucking progression is. But then you got like old farts like that who's like, Oh, I suffered, everyone else has to suffer with me. And this goes back to this whole American mentality where we're like, um, oh, we don't want student loans because I have to pay student loans, so you have to pay them too. That still baffles the, the fuck suffer. out of me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I cry every time you tell me about Denmark, but we'll have another, we'll have another stream about that. Uh, but it's like whew. that whole thing where it's like I I have to go through this shit. Everyone else should suffer too. It's such a really shitty mindset to have. Because you, you, and you go back and be like, oh, let's go help charity. You're, you don't give a shit about the people you're giving money to. You're just using it to make yourself look good at the end of the day. And that's what this whole thing was about to David Jaff. He just wants to flaunt his own fucking ego. Yeah, and and,
0: and you gotta definitely also see that when you like listen to his, his stream because he like kept name dropping like I'm good friends with Cliffy uh, Cliffy B and I'm good friends with John Carmack and other stuff and like good for you, but he was also like doing a whole thing of like I, I think I'm reasonable to talk with. I had a guy come in and we we talked at length about um, the GamerGate which is a topic I do not want to get into, but he, uh, we talked at length about GamerGate, and uh, then I was like, really now? And then I went to look up the video, and do you know what the fucking title of the fucking video is called?
1: Oh, was it called?
0: GamerGater BTFO'd. I was like... Y- y- <sighs> people, like... Oh, I was so respectful to this guy. I was like, what? Then what the fuck is this title? You dumb shit. Uh, so.
1: Let's talk about uh, this. Let's, let's, let's us.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> let, let's us. Uh, but I, I think like the, this whole thing about like how to, uh, like, because there's definitely a thing with, with crunching. I, I, I'm a workaholic uh, and mm-hmm. I, I several times have to be sat down and told not to work and uh it 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 doesn't work very well with the fact that I also can't feel when I'm hungry. So mm. sometimes I forget dinner uh but I definitely understand that there is this whole thing of you wanna finish a pro a project or a, a something uh so much that you're willing to put in like your own time to finish a project. And that's definitely mm-hmm. thing that, that should be uh, like commended and applauded, but it should never be expected. And so there's, mm-hmm. a, uh, and sometimes you also hear about these companies that are going like, we never asked them to work overtime, but then I'm sure somewhere you can find some, is someone saying something like, you don't have to work overtime. But we would really appreciate if you did. Like, like you know, one of those where you kind of infer that there's gonna be some bad shit if you don't follow the tr- uh, follow suit. Um, so uh, basically, the, the I think the takeaway from this is that uh, if if we if we are supposed to take something positive out of this and and. Pointed towards webcomics and creative endeavors. It should definitely be that have a system plan what you want to do. Plan what it is that your workflow should be. Set up small little goals that you can accomplish. Uh, There's a model called SMART. You can look it up. Basically, it's that you make uh, goals that are small reachable you check up whether or not you accomplish those goals you make strategies for what you should do if you don't accomplish those goals and what the end product should be and if you put in this uh with the uh with your creative endeavors you can like you you will quickly realize and i know this sounds very holy for someone who takes so long to come up with videos as me but (laughs) if you if if you plan Efficiently, you will realize just how little time you actually need to work on the things that you're actually working on. But when you're just like doing it off the cuff, like I know that a lot of uh, creators are doing, uh, then it's going to take a long time because you're kind of like doing a little here, a little there. But if you just sit down and be like, we need this done within this time frame, Otherwise, this—if you—if you set up like a structure like that, then I assure you that that your project management, and this project in this case being your creative endeavors, is gonna be much smoother. So that, that was a little pro tip for me. <laughs> but uh, do you have something to add? Um, no, no
1: David Jaffe got dabbed on. Get bent. Uh, fucking
0: bad. <laughs> um, but speaking of crime, um, oh. <laughs> uh, which, uh, which crunch should be in, in my opinion. But speaking of crime, uh, we got uh the uh, uh Lost Judgment, which is uh, a spirit uh, is is a successor to the game Judgment. I think it's just called Judgment. Uh, In in Japan, it's called Judge Eyes, which is a spin-off of the the Yakuza series. And uh, the reason why we are talking about that today uh, is both because uh, there's a a Steam summer sale going on where you can buy Yakuza 0 for nothing. Uh, Go do it. It's one of the greatest games ever made by a human being. Uh, But we're also talking about it because, uh, Cloudy, you like uh, the way of the house husband, right?
1: Yes, I do. Why do you bring up this magical segue, (laughs) Riser?
0: I, I bring it up because uh, Lost Judgment has gotten uh, Hiroshi Takami Tamaki to voice one of the characters in the game. Now, in case you don't know who this brilliant bastard is, he is one of the... Uh, uh, no, what, not one of the... He is the actor of the protagonist of uh, The Way of the Household Husband. Uh, is No, not Household Husband. Stay at Home Husband. husband. House husband, thank you. Uh yeah. he 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 plays him in the Japanese TV drama. And he does a fantastic job to the point where you cannot like after seeing that, I thoroughly believe that you cannot watch any of the animes and movies that I think they're going to be making of Way of the House Husband. Uh and not wish for Hiroshi here to 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 take over the role because he is fucking good at it. Uh, so I was very pleasant, surprised to see that Hiroshi uh, got this role just because, like, it. Uh, watching the show with my friend Alice it was always very fun to see like the immortal Tatsu as he's called in the way of the house husband like (laughs) see this character and be like I wish that he would go and meet Kirio and so now we get the next best thing which is him playing a character that is visually mocapped after him as well Uh, be in the uh, spin-off series uh, Lost Judgment um so yeah, it was just a, a little thing for me because I'm a, I'm a huge fan of this series and I cannot recommend uh, Judgment and Yakuza enough. And also uh, the TV drama uh, Way of the House Husband is definitely a lot of the jokes that you have seen in the manga, um, which are somehow enhanced by the fact that they are in real life, and they play them so well. There's also some new things and it's one of those shows where you will laugh and you will fucking cry they do some uh, it's a busy street outside sorry about the honking uh, but it's an amazing show that i definitely uh, suggest that you guys go and check out
1: i'm i'm just going to like i have not much to add because i'm just really excited about this but like if you if you if you are going to like experience where the house has been and you're not going to read the manga just day to day and just see the cool the really good and funny drawings just, like, watch watch the the, the live drama of this because it just hits in the way of its, like, comedic timing and just the way, every, the way everything does, it's really good. This is, like, I would say this is the quintil- quintessential way to watch Way of the House Husband. And the fact Absolutely. that the guy, the main character, is actually getting the immortal to himself is going to be tangentially in the Yakuza universe in here in Lost Judgment is pretty freaking amazing. I'm 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 looking at like recommended videos here on the
0: side of YouTube, and I think he's also a musician. Oh shit! But again, that that that's that's kind of and correct me if I'm wrong, but that's kind of like the thing about like Japanese idols or stars or something is that they're typically expected to kind of be multi multi talented.
1: Uh, there there was like that the one guy who made a Takeshi's Challenge. who was like. An actor, a video game programmer, oh, yeah. uh, a writer, uh, writer, a movie director. <laughs> uh, the guy, the guy who made my favorite game, uh, Earthbound, uh, Shigesato Itoi, was also another programmer, writer, musician, cooking guy. He had like a blog at some point. Just like a lot of, a lot of you, you like I don't think they're as common as they are nowadays. But like when you have someone like multifaceted talented that's kind of amazing. He
0: he he's also the voice actor in uh, one of the um Ghibli movies, I recall. Which I probably,
1: I probably couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but no, like, I, I, I can I, I I like the
0: Ghibli movies. I just haven't watched that many of them, and all of them kind of like like the names of them all kind of like blend together in my head. so i I, I couldn't say it either. but uh, it's definitely uh, cool to see just how much they care. And again, like that was also one of the reasons why so many people liked Iwata is like he 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 was a programmer who would fucking show up in like a fucking uh like jogging pants and and suit and just sit with the grunts and work on Smash. And and shit like that, like like you, you, d- these people are not uh, ish, uh, afraid of wearing many hats. And like I can see in the chat, even curious voice actor has a band, so that's definitely cool. Damn. Um, but uh, you know who uh, doesn't have to wear many hats? Uh, it's someone who is so good at the one thing that they do, which is uh, Junji Ito. <laughs> and his, uh, in his uh, horror, uh, because no one makes horror quite like Junji Ito, and <laughs> one of his runaway success stories is Usumaki, and that has been announced to get a anime. Uh, 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 I think there's already been an anime, but this one is like a much more faithful anime, because they're keeping it black and white. They're keeping it. In very like it basically just looks like like animated versions of like animated frames of the actual manga. Uh it looks fucking sick. Have you read Uzumaki?
1: <laughs> I have actually read the 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 story of like the Amagara fault. But I haven't read Uzumaki yet, but I know what happens to like a decent extent, so keep talking.
0: It it it's it's amazing. Um uh, I actually watched, and one, that was also another reason why I wanted to bring it up. Every uh, every Sunday, I have like a, a a movie night with my friend Alice, and we we tend to watch horror. And uh, so this time around, we watched uh, the live action movie of Uzumaki. Uh, it for all intents and purposes is actually pretty good, um, but it it does have this thing where it kind of like stops uh, uh, like in the middle of the manga, and it just like kind of like ends. And it doesn't really do anything. Like, it's not even like a, oh no, the horror, uh, uh, like, oh no, I'm alive, but the horror continues. No, I I think it's like, oh, by the way, the hero hero died and everything's fucked. The end. Uh, So that was kind of shit. But everything up to that point was actually pretty good. There was some pretty good scares, pretty good directing. There was some weird points where it was like, um... You had some wholesome moments where, oh, Kyrie, as the uh, as protagonist is called, like uh, she goes and buys some watermelon, and then there's like a scene transition where it like uses like anime sounds f- and like f- and like a weird flipping image transition thing, which is what? which is like oddly fitting for like a horror is- manga like this. It's,
1: it's, it's like it's like turning the page. It's weird. Yeah. Um,
0: but uh, definitely a really strong... I'm, I'm very curious to see how much they uh, include in the anime. And it's one of those things kind of like similar to Chainsaw Man, where it's like there's some of these things that I would be very much surprised if you would even be okay with showing on TV. Like, there are demon fetuses growing out of placenta that is stored in rooms or some shit. It is... It is fucked up, bro. So how they're going to have like that in an anime and show that on TV? I don't know.
1: Probably. I-, I mean, like, the, it'll probably be like a special because like, you, you, you got to like think back to like how, how Japanese media kind of has a different set of standards than we do in the West. Well, but, yeah, like, but they, I'm, I'm like a lot more crazy shit go on there. Like, I, I know, I know the shit that you see. Nuzumaki is fucked like it is like it's visually stunning for the reason that it's freaking insane to look at but I'm like one it could it'll probably be either like put to the side or as like a side thing you buy or it'll have like one special and then never again but I'm like watch it when we get the chance because yeah. it's gonna be a freaking experience
0: I'm, I'm just thinking back
1: to uh that anime Terraformas. uh did you ever watch that uh terraform from, terraform from mars that old thing with the puppets or maybe of something else entirely uh I,
0: I don't think it was puppets it was basically it was where they had sent cockroaches to mars to terraform it and they uh and and then they returned to mars afterwards and find out that all of the cockroaches have turned into like big strong men with uh and were ve- and the series were very uh criticized because all of the cockroaches apparently depicted black men or whatever. But anyway, the thing that uh, made that, that one so interesting was because the way that they censored shit, let me, because it was very violent, it was very brutal, and so they censored it in, in the most weird way. Let me... Terra... from Mars... Um,
1: okay, uh, I'm starting to, you yeah, know, I, I was thinking of, like, It Came From Mars, that old, like, movie in, like, the 60s like this I'm starting to remember you talking about yeah
0: so uh, I, I brought it up on screen and for those of you who who who, who are listening to this or not watching it uh, you can uh, find it uh, by just like googling Terra for Mars sensor on on Google and you will just see like characters holding big round orbs or just like big orbs flying in midair there was nothing. Uh, like, like not not even an attempt on obscuring it with any, because like if there's if there's a medium that's very good at, at at obscuring stuff and and censoring it with the environment, it's definitely anime because there's so many tits and asses all at, <laughs> out at all times that it's like oh the steam is covering it up or oh there's a leaf in the way or something. So the fact that ah oh, we we're not gonna even ass so we're gonna put these black circles in is like. Uh, if, if that becomes like necessary for Chainsaw Man or Uzumaki then I'm then we're gonna end up with one of those things where it's like I can, I'm I'm immediately pulled out of
1: the immersion um, I think back to the Elzeron Chronicle stream where we tried to like where we had to like censor all the freaking oh god that stream was fun as hell I miss yeah, it it was great yeah
0: I'm a, I'm a, it's yeah. a shame that uh, that Richard Took it down,
1: yeah, Richard. Re- but it's it's whatever. It is what yeah. it is. But I'm it like... is what it is. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah, no, like that's like it. it God, the, the in a, in, a, in, a, in a series where like the were even like some series have fun with the way they have to get through their censorship and like make funny censors. Like here, or well, that one is just like okay. Let me just get the the the, the pen tool. Boom. <laughs> Yeah, circle let, done.
0: Let, let, let me get the circle tool from paint and
1: uh... <laughs> boom like even, like even like um, there was like a uh, I think a lot of like anime nowadays where like if something gets too viral like there's like half the screen gets faded out and I'm like even that would be a little better but like this is just lazy in Did, like in a phenomenal way
0: did you ever see how they censored uh, Joe Toro smoking in uh, Stardust Crusaders? <laughs> uh, hey. I, oh, I, 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 I need to find that. Joe uh, Jojo Stardust Crusaders smoking censor. I wonder if this works. Yeah, it's just they just fucking like obscure everything from the nose down of Joe It looks so fucking dumb. It's like, it's like we
1: can't, we can't show the teenager smoking. I'm like, ah, uh, because like because like you know I would have been fine if they like covered his eyes on top of that. Yeah, but like fucking, it's just the mouth with the smoke. You know what's happening. And, and it's so weird, like I'm,
0: I'm looking at these pictures, like there is that moment where uh, someone is mimicking Jotaro and uh, like taking on his face or whatever, I don't recall what his name is, um, but uh, he's he's an adult and so they have this thing where they're like, hey Jotaro, let me see that thing where you smoke a lot of cigarettes all at once. And there they can show it because the person who has taken over uh, that is mimicking Jotaro's body is an adult. And it's like, there was a meeting about this. I'm fucking certain about that. (laughs) This is bending the rules to the nth degree. (laughs) (sighs) It's crazy. Uh, Claudia, did you have anything you wanted to add to the topics for today?
1: Honestly, like, I kind of got most of my things out of the way when I brought up the Isekai debacle because mm. that was my biggest thing. But, like, I've just been having a lot of fun just listening to, like, you, just you bringing up these topics and just tearing down these people and, like, giving really good advice. I'm just, I'm still stuck on the fucking censorship for terraformers. It's, I, it's, it's so not, bad. I, <laughs> it's so it's so bad cuz like I'm I'm thinking back to other series I've watched like Elfin Lied like like Higurashi where they're like super ultra violent and like pink tool. Yeah. Yep. <laughs>
0: the, the, the 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 funnest thing about it is that it opened up like the floodgates for memes and shit. So you had like these people ho- instead of holding like the black orbs, it's like oh now one of these people are- is like making a resin gun or holding a basketball or something. And like <laughs> that—that's what oh. I'm here for. That's what I live for. Uh,
1: I, I I love the internet. Sometimes See? just dumb shit like this.
0: <laughs> but uh, speaking of uh, the internet, is there a way? where you can send a letter through the internet in case that you have any questions or anything that you want, let's say, two people on a podcast to talk about. And if so,
1: where should they send it? Oh, I'm glad you asked because we have a very specific receptacle for this where if you, anybody in chat, would like to send us a question so we can answer it, which we're gonna answer after I give the spiel, you can send your questions to webcastrelief at gmail.com. That's webcastrelief at gmail.com. So not the
0: webcastrelief, but just webcast relief.
1: Just webcastrelief. Okay. At gmail.com? At gmail.com, yes. Okay, great.
0: <laughs> and, and, and no, we will not answer them if they're on Discord, because then we will have forgotten about them.
1: This is very true. Uh, Although like you can't visit the, you can't visit the Discord and like hang out with riser like talk about or get like data stuff but like specifically for the webcast relief we made a gmail for it and we got a couple questions we can answer Uh, well what what uh, what what do we got all right all right so the first one we got from a leonard lampstagram who asked us a very important question Hmm? who would win a gun with a sword or a sword with a gun Tell the quality of what we got to answer today. Although I think the answer is
0: obvious. I mean, it it would probably
1: be like a gun with a sword. Yes, it would be a gun with a sword. Because, like, these things actually exist in nature. Well, not in nature, but, like, in history. (laughs) No, in nature. like,
0: Like, you go and see, oh, there's a capybara over there. There's an alligator. If you listen real
1: close, you can hear, like, this owl. And over here is a gun sword. There's a gun sword. <laughs> so, like historically, when I think of a sword, a gun with a sword, I imagine like a fucking artil, like a rifle with like a really long bayonet at the end. Mm. But when I think a sword with a gun, I think of like a rapier with a pistol attached to the hilt.
0: A gunblade. An
1: obvious gunblade. Yeah, but no, <laughs> that's actually that's the funny thing. that's actually a historical precedent for that. But like the way that it works is really dumb because like the, the the sword with a gun is like a pistol, and like trying to aim with it is unwieldy, because you got a huge-ass fucking piece of iron to the side. Whereas, like, the bayonet gun with a sword, the superior Chad version, can just be <laughs> aimed and shoot perfectly <laughs> fine. So, like, if you had the gun with the sword and the sword with the gun, the gun with the sword is definitely gonna... I,
0: I feel that you have put a lot of thought into this, like a worrying, like, big amount. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like uh, to to, open, uh, to uh, go behind the curtain a little. You, you you like
1: received and looked at these emails before, before I the podcast. Looked, okay, I looked <laughs> at this one and one other. I haven't seen all of them though. Oh, okay. And like, because this was like the first one we got, and like, oh, I'm so excited. And the question was so short, I saw it in the preview. Yeah, oh, okay. So I couldn't really help it. But I'm like, oh wait, but who would win? who would win because like my first instinct was sword with a gun because the sword has a gun but then I'm like wait a minute dude is there like historical precedent let's back this up because like if a gun is swinging a sword then the sword with a gun win. but if we look at it like in a physical sense we could actually give have a good answer but yes that's what I thought that is my conclusion for this very important question Yeah. thank you yeah <laughs> Do we have another one or do we have time uh, for another got, one? We have like um, we have a time for like a bunch of them. Caesar gave us like four to work with them. Yeah, let, let, let,
0: let, let's take one more.
1: All right. Uh, I'll hold off Caesars for a while for like the next session. But like this one, I want to ask we got from Flyleaf Fiction. Yeah. Uh-huh. And this one says, is there a piece of media you find yourself watching, consuming at least once a year, like a holiday tradition or just something you really, really like? Oh, that's that's actually a very good question. It is a very and, good,
0: and 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 I and for the record, I sincerely mean it's not one of those. That's a very good question. No, I actually legit mean it. Um, because uh, every uh, every year around New Year, uh, I uh so I already mentioned that uh that my friend Alice and I we we watch uh movies weekly, but every year around New Year, we have a tradition. Where we have to watch a a movie centered around video games, mm. and it I think it it started out from either watching Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter. I don't recall which, but we like every time that uh, around that time we we watch a, a a dumb shitty movie about video games, and it can be bad or it can be good, but we tend to find the bad ones, and then. <laughs> In between, we sometimes watch, like, Monster Honda, or whatever the fuck has come out. So that, that that that's my pick.
1: So this one should be a little obvious for me. But I, I don't do this, like, regularly every single year. But I always, like, after a while, I always come back to myself to, like, finishing through Earthbound. Because I, I love that game to death. And... It's all like if you give me enough time to prepare, I could probably give you like the ins and outs and all the tiniest little trivia of this one series, and because it's just it's so charming, it's so fun and sweet, and like I go back in and I learn something new every time I play. Like even if a certain thing is crazy, like oh this enemy drops this item, who would have guessed? Or I can't believe this one random NPC in the world fucking says that. Or you have like these little two, like these little tittle two little white pixels in the middle of the gobi desert and they're just sentient sesame seeds and they're just trying to find the other one and it's like these weird stories happening around they put so much into like this tiny game that like inspired a whole fucking cursed chart i'm gonna show you after the stream's over <laughs> we can bring it up on our next podcast and i'm like i always go back to that one game all the time and i just keep finding more ways reasons to love it Yeah, Earthbound would be my pick.
0: (laughs) I actually watched uh, Super iPad Wolf made that video where he talked about uh, Earthbound and uh, well, Mother Free. I I don't know which which is an important distinguish uh, distinction or not. So I think that was it. And uh, like watching it, I was just like, man, I fucking wish that that was like easily like I could get that on my Switch or something. Because that looks so charming and so well-written. Like, it's definitely going to have some moments where, like, the the idiot in me who has played video games since I was little and had hair and all that shit. I, uh, like, I have been primed for, like, video game, like, mentality. So the fact that you can open a box and a firework comes out and nothing else happens, that is gonna, like fuck me up because I'm so used to that that triggered something or that gave me an item or that it triggered an event or something so uh, but so the fact that there's a game where it's just no we just put it in because we thought it would be fun which is an amazing thing don't get me wrong but for me who is so used to how video games were and are now it's
1: such a like f- far cry from what I'm used to <laughs> you know it's funny because like um, like, Mother 3 is, like, an, an excellent example of that conversation we were talking about earlier about how you gotta, like, prime yourself for, like, a tone for... to break video game logic. Because Mother 3 does this a lot. Like, for the god's sake, the, the reason, like, Save Point exists is because there's sentient frogs all over the world that save your progress. But, like, over time, you just, like, you see them, like, have little personalities of their own. They're not just, like, little floating crystals you touch to like, remember... You just talk to these frogs, and they save your progress, and if you want to come back or not, you always come back to them. And it's like, (laughs) you get weirdly attached to these kinds of things, and like, you almost forget you're in a video game because you're playing this video game, and it's like, the story of Mother 3 especially is so serious and so, like, totally heavy, but it never loses its charm, or like, its silliness, on top of that. It's like, Really, something special, man. Like, if honestly, play the like, if if you want, I can probably like hook you up with like a ROM hack or some shit, or like find a way to play because that's the only you, way to play you, you,
0: you mean a uh, uh, totally
1: legal, um, totally legal, legit copy from probably Nintendo, enough, copy enough from Nintendo, please. God, I'm in pain, <laughs> <laughs> but like, but yeah, like, I would always this is why I always like. I keep saying constantly why I would rather have a translation to Mother 3 than ask for a new installment for like oh, yeah. Mother 4 because people need to play this game in my opinion.
0: They they kind of like uh, what what's the english term? Caught lightning in a barrel?
1: Uh, caught lightning in a bottle, yeah.
0: Yeah. A, a like, bottle that's it.
1: Yeah. But like um but yeah, like like you you see like how like Undertale, Omori, and a bunch of other games were inspired by like Earthbound and shit. And then yeah. you got like Mother Three, which is like its own its own unique thing. It's just good. Ah, uh, it's- do we answer this one question into on um, in the chat or do we end it yeah,
0: here? Yeah, we, we 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 can make it short. Do you have any thoughts on video game preservation? Must be a real bastard for someone like Cloudy so into
1: earthbound slash mother. Ah, uh, pain. G- games should always be preserved. Games yeah. always like I fully endorse like making copies and backups because uh, like obviously with with that you're always gonna run to like piracy and shit and I and that's just an unfortunate consequence. That's just yeah. what happens. But I'm like the reason I could never and I mean never get into games that are always online you buy the physical disc and then like the service ends after a certain point even no matter how popular it was i could just never bring myself into it because like i real i know like if i come back to this in like 30 years and this game is doesn't work or like there's no copy or like all the servers are down because the company went under it's just like another dead piece of plastic yeah like you can like you can still blow on your fucking like uh like snes cartridges i can still Go to like go into the attic, dust off Earthbound, and play it on the actual SNES if I could find where the actual cartridge was. <laughs> but like I, I still play it on my legitimate copy on the Wii U for God's sakes. But it's like at the very least I was pumped for that because at least they kept like a version of it. Yeah. But like when it's when it comes to things like um like preservation, like games need to be preserved. Looking like, Scott Pilgrim I, like, advocated everybody to back to, like, hard go into the copies. Like, what if you buy it on Steam, save it, make several copies, spread it around. And I'm, like, because the that, that was, like, the biz- biggest example of, like, a game everybody loved got taken down for no good reason. And then no one was able to play it for a while. No. It's like Flappy Bird on iPhone, for God's sakes. Like, even something as stupid as that is, like... When, it, when it's everything's sold only on, on like a digital market but there isn't a way to like back it up or save it like no one's gonna play these games anymore how the fuck are you gonna explain Flappy Bird to Gen Zers who's never touched it when that shit came out uh, how big I that don't, stupid pipe I don't wanna <laughs> exactly but you gotta mm. and like and like uh, Yin said like PT that shit was a fucking shame cause like it was an experience uh, like an example of a project that could've gone Super right. And then it just got.
0: I, I I think like,
1: I I don't think it comes as any surprise
0: that I feel very strongly about PT. And that was actually the one that I was going to bring up, which is that uh, PT, like it, it's, it's so interesting that like PT was a demo. And it fucking changed the entire landscape of horror video games forever. <laughs> it's just, a fucking demo did that. So the fact that you cannot legitimately get it now is such a... F- it's so weird. And that was actually going to lead me into another thing that you were kind of like bringing up before, which is that we, we see it a lot with... Uh, I think I've seen it a lot with Nintendo especially, which is that there are certain games or certain features that you, uh, that we in the West are not... Like, we don't have access to. Mother Free or uh, PT or whatever the fuck. And uh, then people obviously make, like pirated versions of it or something like that. And normally mm. I'm not a, uh, I'm, I'm not a huge advocate for, for, for piracy. I'm, I'm not going to like deny that I've downloaded some songs here and there or whatever the fuck, but it's more like, like, I'm like if you can give, if you enjoy something and you want to give money to the developer, you should absolutely do that at any time because otherwise they're not going to make it. But if you make it so that I have no means legally To get your product, then you should not be able to get on my ass for doing it
1: illegally. Oh, yeah, that's that's basically my thought process as well. Like, honestly, like I'm going I'm going to say this because I was one of those assholes who would yell at Reggie to localize Mother 3 when obviously like the fan patch exists. Yeah, the point is not because like you can it's like uh, it's like the way to play the game. The point is like you're not even giving me the option to give you my money. Because no. like if you give me the option to buy this game legally, I will take it. I like I told people this. I, like if Mother's Day comes out and it's being sold for sixty dollars, I will spend. I will give it to ten friends for free, and I will pay. That have that come out of my own pocket because I believe people deserve to play this game. Yeah, like. But like it's 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 just one of those things. Like you're not even giving me the damn option to do it. Yeah. So um, like
0: definitely yeah. like the whole thing of making a game so that it's on a timer or simply not releasing it to people who stro- who will strongly g- give you money for it. I I cannot for the life of me see a reason why like not to do that.
1: Yeah. Like. If if it ever comes to like um this is also why like just just so this will be the last thing I bring up for today, but like um World of Warcraft Classic before before the 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 Blizzard one, there was like this private server made for oh, this yeah. whole community built around like the original World of Warcraft, and people love this. They needed it. They wanted it. And it was this thing where, like, the original creators themselves, like, oh, no, you don't know what you want. I thinking that they that. knew better, because that whole thing. And obviously, that wasn't the case, because they ended up bowing down and, like, making their own WOW classic anyway. But it's like, you didn't give them an option, of course, to what the fuck they were going to do. And then, like, they forcibly shut it down and were complaining and were wondering, like, why do our fans not like our products? Because the, you're cause, cunts. Like, you do not Because you can't scare. But yeah, no, like, I'm a huge advocate for games preservation, like... Just media preservation in in general, I feel. Basically, yeah, like, lost media is a painful thing. Yeah, You you have no... Like, it's crazy the shit you'll find on, like, a broken hard drive and shit. But it's like, whatever... If you love something, make copies of it. (laughs)
0: Like, we were just talking about Elthron Chronicles, like... You can say what you will about the overall quality of it. Like it was not very good, but it's something that we fondly remember. And we wanna like experience more of, but we can't at this point.
1: Like that shit was the greatest um that thing's our most popular Jello Cartello stream. Easily. Like by a large wide margin. It's crazy. And I'm just sitting here like Okay, uh Emily and I the night before the stream went on, we read the entirety of Elzeron Chronicles, and there were things I was like alluding to in the stream. I was like, we're gonna get to it, where shit goes, falls to the fucking wall. Like, there was like gonna be My Little Pony fusions. there was gonna be this weird existential crisis about like Christianity or some shit. Like, you could tell it was going through some things with this comic, and it was actually really fascinating, and then it just got like, it's done. And we got robbed of that. Yeah. So I'm like, so I'm making a point to whenever we do a new stream, I go, I go through the whole comic, and copy everything, like we did with um, Project Second before we almost lost it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Bane really saved that one. Yeah. God,
1: the ending of that was perfect, though. So. Yeah. Uh,
0: but uh, yeah, Richard, if you ever hear this, bring uh, bring back Elseron. Uh, we we should make a
1: hashtag. <laughs> Bring back Elsir
0: on, <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I I think like th- that's our final thoughts on the whole thing. Just yeah. keep 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 shit, keep shit available and uh, like even if it's not very popular or something, there are going to be people who really like it, really care for it, or have like some kind of guilty pleasure with it, or just want to use it to as a reference tool for either like criticism or, or validation or something. I feel deleting something is is not the right way to go.
1: Exactly. Like, even if you're ashamed of it, like it's better to have it out. I say this and I forgot I deleted my I lost my like, um, really shitty sprite comics group when I was growing up. So oh yeah, I, mean,
0: I, wrote- hey, I, I raised both of my webcomics as well. Well, one of them they yeah. one got taken down. So I know that feeling all too well. So yeah. we we're not, we're not like innocent in either. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but at the same time it's like if someone really cares about it and they're like bleeding like I think it's fine to give it to them. Yeah. Like because like this is just one of those things where it's like man, I want to play Mother 3 and I want my <laughs> friends to play Mother 3. I want them to experience what it's like to talk to a frog and connect and get <laughs> And feel emotionally attached to a safe icon.
0: <laughs> that that does sound very motherfree esque. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, I think that was all for us for today. Uh, yeah, we did get a couple questions, but I but we'll save it for next time on the podcast.
0: Oh yeah, uh, and again, questions, topics, whatever, sent into the uh, to webcast at gmail.com that's
1: webcastrelease
0: uh, at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> with, with, with topics and stuff, you can also add us on Discord. But uh, questions and stuff, uh, send those to the uh, to the mailbox. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that's the that's the first podcast down. Yeah. Uh, what can we expect from
1: you in in the coming week? Um, this weekend I have I'm gonna be doing a. Short, a limited run animation collaboration it's called oh, yeah? Maple limitless four so i'm gonna i have like 48 hours to make a one minute fight scene with maple story sprites it's gonna be fun and painful we'll see where it goes dude you need to um, let me once you're done uh I, I probably need to i probably also need to eat and sleep but we'll figure we'll get that when we get there <laughs> uh how about you anything on the pipeline
0: for you Lassa? Um. Well, I'm, I'm still working on uh, the next work of relief. Uh, it's been slow pickings because uh, today was actually my last day uh, working as a teacher. And there's been a lot of stuff with that work that has made me like having to crunch a little bit, which was what we talked about earlier. And that was, again, uh-huh. because like, I was waiting on, on stuff from a proofreader and stuff like that. So I've been focusing a lot on that. So now uh, that uh, I'm done with that, I can finally focus on uh, on the Webcron Relief again. And just today, I uh, wanted to bring this up. I actually bought something for uh, for the Webcron Relief, which is a green screen uh, that is like... It comes with like a... a it's like a sheet that you pull up and a roller but you roll it up instead of rolling it down so uh most of the future episodes are gonna be uh using a really clean green screen because what i've been doing this far is just like buy a green cloth and then hang it from the ceiling but i don't have that option anymore and there was a lot of creases and faults in that so you 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 ended up with some wonky looking uh (laughs) green screen so with this we're going to be getting uh, some much better green screen because I can understand that people really liked that in the early episodes where I like, popped up behind characters and stuff. And I also enjoyed doing that. So, yeah, uh, going to be playing around with that and uh, probably be playing some more Guilty Gear on, uh, on this Twitch uh, channel here, uh, Crownless King. Uh, so, if you guys get uh, people who followed uh, this uh, stream, uh, this channel, if you get a notification and it says Guilty Gear or something like that, that's because this is also my gaming channel. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's what I have in my pipeline. Um, and speaking of which, uh, of Guilty Gear, I have uh, picked out a little uh, Guilty Gear track uh, to play us out. So, <laughs> unless you have more to add, then I think we should close it off for today.
1: Bye, everybody. Goodbye.